Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Sustained effort and violence. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Do we not agree? It can be a total goat rodeo. Was that supposed to be funny? Cool, neat story. A fat, fat, stinky kind of dude that someone thought had a radio voice. What's wrong with my voice? (laughs) Doesn't seem like a real bad guy, but just a bit full of himself and sees himself as a huge radio personality. (laughs) Dominating the East Coast. He deaf looks fat and stinky. Aw. And is an absolute bozo. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And make sure you like the Pirate Radio Facebook page and also subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. You can watch the show live there. My, um, computer is shacked in a fool today so i will attempt to read your comments and messages and questions and you can be a part of the program riding along with us on facebook live twitter and also chime in uh on twitter and also on youtube all right uh shirley rhodes is here we got content junkie cj schaefer filling in for chandler honeycutt today producing today's program and ellerby alongside to kick us off here on a tuesday hello jonathan yo yo what's up clip rock how are you you're going yo yo now yo yo what's up what's a, up is that new trying to bring some energy on a tuesday all right well what it is okay you, yeah. you know why i'm so excited <laughs> why is that jelly bean season have you not been to the grocery <laughs> store come on clip you can literally go find them anytime man you could just go through get your bananas get some apples get some jelly beans some bread man <clears throat> it's, it's a good time to be alive when is easter uh it's coming up april 17th i believe but we are officially in jelly bean Easter Man, season. You know, you're about a month out i mean have you not been to the grocery store it's uh yeah april 17th is uh easter so. i've been to the grocery store i just have not noticed jelly beans well i think you're looking out for them more than the common man well i think obviously you'll become more uncommon and start looking for well, thank you for raising awareness yes just raising awareness to my jelly beans friends out there so it is uh tuesday lrb that means it's time for the first four which you can hear right here on pirate radio I, aren't you excited i'm very excited i love 68 teams but how excited would we be if one day we're playing in this game yes so that's that's my question i want to bring to the table today okay. clip brock people i've been asked multiple times what do you think of what happened to east carolina basketball and so i want to start with the question of let's define success what is success for east carolina basketball what does that mean? I, I, what does that mean to you? When I someone hear what says, you're when someone says, you know, because I, I I believe Joe Dooley be, left it better than he found it, and but like going forward with the new coach, let's define success. What is what does success mean to you when you say East Carolina basketball? Make, making a postseason tournament, making a postseason tournament. Or or making the postseason tournament, the NCAA tournament, or doing something that East Carolina has never done, becoming a regular in the NIT tournament. Making a postseason tournament would be a success for ECU basketball. Like NCAA or NIT? or, Or do you consider CBI, CIT a part of that as well? Well, aren't the, I mean, those are kind of like 
pay for play. It yes. does mean you had a good year, a winning year. But at this point, I'll say NIT or NCAA. Okay, so making the postseason. Yes. So uh, that would mean having your resume up to winning 19 to 20 games, wouldn't you say? More, yeah. I mean, what's At Memphis? More than that. What's probably. Memphis's record this year? Aren't yeah, they? Are, are they? Because they went from being way out to being, you know, and are, what's the, what's their seed? Memphis also plays a national non-conference schedule. Okay, which is why they're in the tournament right now because their record is not sparkling, but they had that non-conference schedule and they they have the name. They were able to get healthy. ECU, I mean, they don't do themselves any favors with who they play in the non-conference. Well, but but so maybe the strategy is keep the non-conference schedule the same, have a good non-conference schedule, and then as the conference changes where you don't have to play teams that you have not been successful with, like UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati, that you're going to pick up more wins, have yeah. a better conference record, and then you're in position to have a higher seed in the conference tournament, yeah. which which could help you maybe win that tournament and punch your ticket to the dance like Virginia Tech did in because the ACC. Because you're not going to make an at-large play in the schedule ECU plays. No, in the new, in the new conference switching yeah. in two years from now. But if you're sitting at 18, 19 wins and you get over the 20-win hump, in the, with by winning a couple games in the conference tournament, then maybe you punch yourself into the NIT tournament. Right. Something East Carolina's never done. Would that be success? And then after, yeah. So that that's what we're defining success for for the new coach of of being in the postseason, the NIT or the NCAA. Yes. That, I, that's I. You don't have I, to say we. But no, that's I, what I, I agree say. with that. I think uh, you 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 want to strive to get to about the eighteen win mark going into the conference tournament. And then and then try to win a couple games there, or win all the games there to get to the NCAA tournament. Um, but and if you do that over the course of a few years of punching your ticket to the NIT, NIT, then maybe you can uh, have a program that's uh, NCAA ready. Can we get to 500 in league play? I, I would like to. I would think make that a goal. I would think. I would think being over 500 in league play when the conference switches yeah. is is a must. Like the year when. We were in Conference USA. Some good teams left. We were yes. The we same were, things get ready to happen. We were fourth. We had a first round bye in the conference tournament that year when everybody left. And we yes, were there. I think that's getting ready to happen in the next few years. I think we saw that in football. I mean, in Ruffs, you know, second or third year when uh, you know the Pirates won ten games and uh, were, were able to, you know, beat FIU, FAU, and. You know the teams that 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 were in. So I think I think East Carolina needs to be putting themselves in a position to to be able to do that. And can the new coach, Coach Schwartz, get the Jimmys and Joes in here to be ready to play ball? You know, and compete next year. I, I think I mean that that's important. But really, keep Newton Suggs, keep those guys here. That is priority number one for him right now. Yeah, I mean you don't want to see the Sug boat say farewell. Yeah, that would be a uh, a rough day. I might have to go with him. Would that be a crushing blow? Wherever he goes, I go. You you would put your dinghy on the uh, back of the suck boat? <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he transfers to uh, Pepperdine, I'm heading out to Cali. You're, you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Clip Brock. So, Brandon, I'm going to need you to stay. All right. Um, so, that's, that's the big question. Of, of Let's define success of what our expectations are for this new coach. And then, you know, as a part of that, let's, let's define 
success and parameters for what we need in Minji's to uh, support this team. I mean, I think what kind of successful crowds do we need in Minji's to provide a home court advantage to uh, make this team have extra energy and uh, a fun team to watch? What can we do in Minji's to draw more fans? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just there's all a lot of big picture questions. I I go there expecting to see the drab, the 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 performance, everything. I just I go because I I like to go. You go because you you're hooked. You're a regular. Why why would people go see a team you know that that doesn't win a lot? How how are you going to get them there? I mean, I'm asking the same question you're asking. Yeah, and that's the change. What what can we do different? Because uh, what can we? I, I think now is a pivotal time to start doing things differently, getting things. You know, let's do different ideas because uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results and that's you know now if the there's a new coach that is coming in what can be different moving forward and uh, what can, what does this coach bring to the table that uh can uh, get get people excited and and i believe there's a great opportunity for this coach to have some success based on the way the conference is trending and uh but it's it's really i mean i think greg hudson said it best it's really the jimmies and joes not the x's and o's and he's got to keep some of the foundation of the players here and get some of some new players in i think from what i've read he's a really good defensive coach so uh i I think that you know he's he's going to have a tough nose approach but uh and maybe some good x's and o's but he's he's going to need the players to make well, that happen joe dooley said coaches don't win and players he says administrations win so you, you need a coach you need the players but do you have the backing of absolutely the people on top and i think that's what i was talking about what are we going to be doing differently to help attract fans and and the administration and the coaches all have to work in sync to market and promote and be in sync of promoting what your program and product is and what's the message and uh, i think that's that's the opportunity right now that uh, presents itself with uh, john gilbert and and uh, coach schwartz and, uh, and and the changeover in this so what's what's going to be what's going to be new and different besides just the coach Redbeard says just because Dooley left it better than he found it doesn't mean much now because of the transfer portal. Well, I, I mean, when he says that, I don't think he's saying specifically the roster. I think he's talking about all that APR crap, all the just kind of the foundation uh, that it's it's in better footing now than it was when he got here. I hope it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it is. Um, I don't think he's just talking about the personnel because. Redbeard's right. These rosters can flip from year to year. We've seen Joe Dooley do almost two resets in his short time at East Carolina when he was here. This this college basketball tournament is the first one. I mean, in a long time, and I haven't been following college basketball as closely as I, uh, you know, I'm as distanced from it as I've ever been. But I mean, can can you remember? Is this a year that you can really go through six? If I named a team, could you name a storyline or a player on each team? Because it, everything has flipped. I talked to a Carolina fan this morning at F3, and he was telling me, you know what, he is disconnected from me because one of their best players this year was supposed to be a transfer from Marquette at UNC. But he said that player never really, I guess, found his footing or, you know, in the program and ended up, I guess, not being a part of the program. But UNC opens with Marquette 
in the in the tournament. So there's just so much movement in the college basketball game now. And it used to be just the one and dones, but now it's like the one and dones and transferring all over the place. It's just really hot, kind of hard. To, to lock in to, to the stories quite yet. And I know that'll probably change on Thursday as we start listening to the games on Pirate Radio and watching the games on, on television. And, and, and there will be a, uh, you know, a nun with some team and something else crazy will happen. Coach K is obviously a big storyline in this uh, basketball tournament, but uh, something will happen. Crazy finishes and, 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 and chaos will happen. But uh, it, it's certainly, certainly hard to get engaged uh, right now from a sports fan's perspective. I'm locked in, ready to go, but I know what you're saying. I could not name players on all these teams. Uh, I can tell you a little bit about each team, but as far as individuals go, I could not do that. And even even so much of the old guard of coaches have changed of like, you know, I mean, I saw Arizona on the one line, yeah. but I know Sean Miller's not there anymore. Yeah, they got an assistant from Gonzaga. And then, you know, Mick Cronin's running UCLA. It took me a minute. to. I had to like... Lon Kruger's gone? Yeah, I know. I mean that that was a that was a tough. That was know, your guy. I was searching the. I did my bracket. It's up on the board in there. I was I was uh, you know I, I had to you know and I'm a big like I like to pick coaches of because obviously which is probably better because I don't know any of the players but even that I, I mean so I, let me guess I, you took Villanova in the south I got over no, Arizona no I think I put Auburn coming out of the south they're down Auburn is in the Midwest oh sorry so so my final four so you're a Bruce Pearl guy so who's up in I had Arizona I have Arizona win it at all <clears throat> okay. Arizona's my national champion interesting and uh I have Arizona playing Auburn in the final four is that there in the Midwest yeah and then I have Duke and Texas on the other side of the bracket in the west and the east all right so Chris Beard I like Chris Beard that's what made me flip because I knew Shaka Smart had left and I was like he's I kn- playing North Carolina that guy, the Chris Beard could be my new Lon Cougar because I think he's a hard-nosed coach all right the new Lon Cougar just throwing uh, that out there um John Cougar Mellencamp John Bowman says as Dooley stated the only way for ECU basketball to succeed is for patience Hiring a coach every 3.9 years doesn't cut the mustard. Gilbert needs to go. He's ready to fire John Gilbert. I don't think that's the answer either. I mean, I think, I mean. Calm down, John. Yes, I think that's that's a, that's a overreach. I, I think, you know, what's done is done at this point. And, uh, you know, the real important thing is, 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 as Pirate fans, we can all joke, is is that, you know, Mike Houston needs to have a successful September. That always makes East Carolina basketball uh, a, a lot better. And uh, I just, there's, there's just got to be a, a strategy and a plan laid out now. And I think John Gilbert has an excellent opportunity to do this with, you know, I give John Gilbert credit that he made a coaching change. He had and, his guy. And had his, there, there wasn't a, we got to do a national search and the, end up with Scotty Montgomery. The I worst mean, thing is when you fire a guy and don't have a plan, don't have names, right? No, he had his plan, and this thing has been going on for a while. No, he changed prom dates and was ready to go. You know, I mean, it's no, this isn't being dragged out. Yeah. And uh, doesn't look, mean this guy's going to be great, but it does mean that John Gilbert had a plan, executed that plan. Yes, absolutely. And I'm now, happy about now, that. how it goes from there yeah. is, I, I, I think I give that part of of how it's been handled pretty good. Yeah, uh, this is interesting too. Stephen Igo says for the uh, ECU needed to hire someone with head coach experience crowd. Michael Schwartz will be the initial first time college head coach at East Carolina that East Carolina has hired since Joe Dooley the first time around. Wow. Prior to that, it was Dave Odom in 1979. So if it feels like more of the same, it's actually not. East Carolina, and I hadn't really thought about this angle, but 
Dooley had been somewhere previous. Jeff Lebo, Mac McCarthy, Ricky Stokes, Bill Harrion, and I think that is that's the lineage of uh, how we got here and and back then. But so East Carolina bringing in a first year head coach for the first time since Joe Dooley's first tenure here at ECU. And I believe the last time I do remember this. If you remember this, Ricky Stokes was on the South Carolina bench as they won the NIT or made it to the NIT finals. He had a postseason run with South Carolina and didn't uh-huh. and didn't come and coach right away. I believe. I believe that was uh I believe that was correct and uh so obviously uh Schwartz is uh, going to be engaged with uh, Tennessee's run this week. Uh and So are we rooting for them to lose early so he can get here? That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I, I would rather that happen. Or or do you want I uh, want him talking to Newton and Suggs and and getting in his office here instead of you know in the final four i remember now that it is ricky stokes was wearing a purple tie on the bench and that was i think we so we might get some more air time if uh can we stop comparing him to ricky stokes <laughs> I'm a little, i don't want to do that <laughs> all right well i'm just i'm just i, I understand just it. throwing it out there that yeah. that, that, that there is a the, the current coach or next coach is going to be in the postseason michael schwartz is the guy may the Schwartz be with the, you? The, the Schwartz jokes, uh, Spaceballs is is all out there. I'm sure. I'm sure he's never heard these. Shirley, uh, can you see if uh, you can get in contact with Mully? Get him on the Pirate Radio Live Line. All right. So so there's that. We had Joe Dooley on yesterday. If you want to hear, and he was he was classy. I mean, he talked about some of the issues, but also I, I, it was really refreshing listening to him and and at this point in his life and career talk about you know there's no reason to like throw a tantrum you know no. be a man you and, know. He, and, he, and he wished success to the next guy yeah i, I mean, mean he it, wants ecu to succeed yes no doubt about it absolutely um he wants uh, his players to succeed. I, I enjoyed the interview i, I thought uh it, it was first class by joe to come on and talk thank the pirate nation and uh he's ready to move on and and look he's going to be gainfully employed sooner than later it's just a matter of where he wants to be and uh, where all the dominoes fall out and that may it sounded like he's going to be back in the college game uh i know yeah i was interested to hear that because i i and it's just rumors or whatever but maybe taking an assistant coach job in the nba or something like that but uh sounds like he wants to stay in college if you were joe dooley what would you want to do would you i would want to sit on the kansas bench make a lot of money win a lot of games and and that's what i would want to do you'd rather do that than sit on the Lakers bench or the Brooklyn Nets bench. Yeah, because when we were talking about this uh, off the air, I mean, Troy D brought up the the travel and stuff with the NBA and how long the season is and stuff. I think I'd rather just be Bill Self's right-hand man. And he's done that. Yeah. And and enjoyed that. Obviously, got a, got a national championship ring to tote. So, All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Mike Mullis joins LRB and I here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Molly, how you doing, man? Good. What's up, boys? I was just talking to ECU basketball. We got to figure it out this time. This is going to be the guy, Michael Schwartz. Smully. He's going to get it done. What do you think? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I thought the guy we had was doing a pretty good job of getting it done. But I, you know, I, and I think a lot of it is in, is in the uh, nature of the term "get it done." What exactly does that mean, <laughs> Carolina? That's how we started today's show, Molly. What are expectations? What are your expectations for ECU basketball? That, uh, and I'll tell you, the, t- the tough part is if is, is if the expectation is to try to get to the NCAA's with your best teams leaving, probably going down to a one or maybe two bid league. Uh, I don't know that that helps East Carolina's chances to be one of those top two teams. Now, again, and I think we've touched on it before, 
Uh, there's probably nothing more East Carolina than addition by subtraction, being that with those teams leaving, we should have a, at least a better opportunity to, to kind of gravitate towards the middle to the front of the pack, which is going to make it look better on paper, but it's just not the same league. It's, you know, I think the best example is, uh, you know, not having to play UConn women's basketball anymore. That, that you know, that, that you could pretty much pencil that up for two L's every year, but uh, so I don't know. I don't know what the expectations would be if it is a uh, if the expectations or the hopes are a team that plays a little over 500 basketball. I think uh, uh, Coach Dooley and his staff were doing what they needed to do to be in a position to to be there. Obviously, they did what they did this past year without their you know their arguably their best player the the transfer from BC. So I, I don't I don't know, man. It's I I, I hope uh, Coach Schwartz comes in and, and does great things. And uh, but you know we'll. If he does that, we're probably uh, three, four, five years right back in the same boat. Mike Mullis joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Mully, uh, we got Pirate Baseball coming up today. East Carolina coming off a series win over St. Mary's. Jake Kuchmaner goes six innings on Friday, and then on, on Sunday we had a doubleheader. We saw the starting pitching at, at least innings uh, continue to struggle as neither guy – can get to the fourth, but uh, some fantastic bullpen work, especially in that game three with Garrett Saylor, C.J. Mayhew. Pirates nine and seven now, sixteen games through through the season after that zero and three start. So, where do you think we talked about it yesterday with the players, Molly? Kind of a quarter of the way into the season, uh, well, what's your take on Pirate baseball to this point? You know, I was just discussing that with a buddy of mine. I. I uh... It's interesting. It's kind of like, okay, we started to have a little bit of offensive success and the pitching's kind of, I wouldn't say faltered, but it's not been what it was early on. And it, it's kind of a almost a little bipolar feel where you're not real sure uh, which team's going to show up. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I think what Cooch did is, is obviously awesome. I, I, Sailor, again, I think he's pitching with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder after being taken out of that uh, Friday night spot. Uh, so I, I think they're still going to juggle and you know, uh, Cliff has always been one that's not afraid to make a change. So I think he'll continue to, to run him in and out till he figures out what at least he feels like is his is his best uh, best opportunity to win. But I, you know, I don't know. It's hard to believe, man. It's really hard to believe it's already a quarter of the way through. Uh, that's uh, yeah. And and you know, people take for granted and look at the schedule that East Carolina is just going to walk through these teams. Cliff, that, that, that staff did not schedule any patsies. That's yeah. That's a very difficult uh, schedule and not knowing exactly what the conference is going to bear out. But, um, you know, ODU today, there's no there's no joke there. I think they're, what, 9-1, 10-0, something like that. And uh, and it doesn't get any easier with the Pirates on the road quite a bit over the next few weeks. So, uh, you know, the tale will be told here uh, kind of heading into conference play and uh, and then it'll be just a dogfight. And, you know, it, it may not be the number of sweeps that uh, East Carolina fans have become accustomed to, but – the deal is to stay in the fight and, and have a chance to be there at the end. And, and I think, uh, you know, Cliff will do what he has to do to, to have the guys, you know, kind of in that position. Mully, if you had a crisp $100 bill and you had to bet on the Pirates in Omaha or the Pirates in the NIT basketball tournament, where would you put the money and uh, what year will that happen? First off, man. That's a tough one, dude. I, I that's uh, is it really? Probably would put the hundred. Well, I probably put the hundred back in my pocket. I, <laughs> that's what you can't put it there. Two choices. Put it in. And what year does it happen? I mean, I, you got to go. You got to go. Pirates to Omaha uh, would be obviously with the winning history that's that's been here and the job that that 
that that staff does, and I would, you know, maybe give it. Uh, we're seeing some good things out of some young guys right now, so maybe it's, uh, you know, we'll say two years out. Hope you know, assuming that that'll be the draft year for some of the guys that we're seeing, you know, do- doing their uh, doing their thing right now. So I, you know, we'll go Pirates to Omaha, and we'll say uh, we'll say two years. And I, I don't, you know, I, that boy, that's that's lofty. I think there's a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen. I think uh, Cliff would say we're going to worry about beating Old Dominion today. Mike Mullis joining us. Molly, uh, what do you think of Sunday night when uh, you got your, your selection shows going on, family time Sunday night, and Tom Brady's uh, wanting to have less family time. He is coming back uh, to play football again for the Buccaneers. Uh, I, I, no shocker, right? What did you think when you heard that news? You know, I would refer to uh, Foe Molly. And is Chandler there? To- he is not here today, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, I what a joke. I mean, what that's just terrible timing. I would look, it'd have been better timing to hear that his wife's going to be in the next Victoria's Secret runway uh, kind of deal. Uh, but to have to have the selection Sunday show going and Tom Brady's picture up on the left hand side of the screen, it's, you know, come on, Tom, have a little feel uh, for time of the year. And, and I know it's hard for these uh, narcissistic quarterbacks to realize that the world does not revolve around them. And maybe it does revolve around Tom Brady, but his timing in that situation was terrible. Man, I know Coach K was upset. He wanted more of the spotlight. Does, there. does Coach K be a topper at the end when he's a limited? Come back in forty days. I'm not done. I'm not done. But uh, Tom Brady certainly he, he certainly owned the internet at that moment. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it, it, it's uh, yeah. I, I, again, I don't know what PR firm or who advised him on now is a good time to do this, or maybe there's brilliance in it in that uh, in that we're talking about it. But I think we'd be talking about it anyway. Uh, what we probably should be talking about is the beginning of March Madness, and uh, and, and instead we're, we're talking about Tom Brady. Right? It's, it, it, it baffles me. Moreover, how about the, my boy Aaron Rodgers deal today? That was uh, I missed that. What happened? Oh, you got three years, one hundred fifty million uh, paid official today. Gotcha. Uh, uh-huh. You know, at one point it was reported four years, two hundred. So yeah. It was, you know, officially, uh, and I, I, I guess. Oh, good. We can do all this over again three years from now or whatever. Probably two years from now. Oh, correct. And, and he was so generous that he only took the three years at 50 to uh, reduce the salary uh, cap hit, I guess, is what they were saying. So now, you know, Devontae Adams has come out and said, I'm not playing under the franchise tag. It's just that these dudes, they've got it figured out where if they, you know, you're crying, bemoaning off, uh, you know, you, you'll, you'll kind of get your way. I mean, I, I think. Uh, it's it's not about how good it's not about how good you are. It's about how good your timing is. And I, I think uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what this is going to do to the Packers in the in the long term. And it's a, it's a shame to pay a guy that much to lose in the first round. But it is. <laughs> it's a, you know what's insane is that they're saying Kyler Murray Murray wants like forty million dollars. Well, I mean, it just keeps. I know, but the quarter, the quarterback bigger. prices now are just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I mean, is it how insane? What are what Deshaun Watson's going to get? And you know, and, and I, boy, I, I just and maybe I don't know everything about this. I'm sure I don't. But the hypocrisy of him potentially going to the Panthers after the Panthers, uh, you know, the NFL forces the sale of the franchise from Jerry Richardson hmm. for uh, you know for sexual allegations, and, and but yet we're going to bend over backwards to bring a quarterback in who's very much in the same situation. Also knowing that. Uh, the quarterback is not the only thing the Panthers need. Matter of fact, I would think you got a lot of other things to do before you even worry about a quarterback. But 
I, you know, I, I don't know. It's the, the the hypocrisy in athletics never seems to surprise me. Well, Mully, I know you want to talk about March Madness. You keep saying it over and over again. Uh, have you done your bracket? I don't. I don't think I saw it on the board down here. And uh, who's your Final Four? Oh, okay. uh, Final Four. I, you know, I'd have to look at uh, at how it all shakes. I'm going to go uh, Gonzaga to win it all. Uh, I mean, I, I just like everything about them in the uh, skinny seven footers. He's he's a he's a difference maker. I uh, I, I don't know. Let's see the other three teams. God, I mean, it, it, again, the landscape of college basketball is so different. Like, I would love to pick an ACC team, but who would that be? Maybe Duke. Yeah, you can't pick Duke and Gonzaga. They're in the same region. Well, see, there you go. I'm not even. I, I haven't even. That shows you how much I've even studied a bracket. You golly, uh, you like that skinny seven footer, Chet Holmgren. Uh, looking at his body type, I don't think he's related to former Packers coach Mike Holmgren. How about you? No, 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 no. Unless he, uh, yeah, no, maybe through adoption or something. But no, he clearly is not eating at the same training table as Coach Holmgren. All right, we're about to. Uh, hey, thanks. We're. Um, going to wrap it up here molly i watched more golf yesterday than i think i have all year all season and that was due to harold varner the third at the players championship he uh has now moved up to 40th in the world golf rankings you got to be top 50 to get that master's invite so great showing from him yesterday molly could have been a lot better he missed some putts that would have had him on top of the leaderboard but kind of came back strong in that final back nine and uh put together a good performance and he's in a really good spot right now because all the the folks around here are wanting to see him in augusta and he is on track to do that yeah i think at this point it would take some type of unforeseen epic meltdown for him not to make the masters i I, in matter of fact i don't even know what that would be because the cutoff i don't know exactly when the cutoff is i know it's really soon though right well the masters is three weeks away yeah so it's got to be yeah yeah, there's not enough events between here and the, and the Masters for him to either improve or... In fact, if that was his goal, Mully, he would just, like, sit out and I not play. I think I saw that he's playing this upcoming weekend, though. Yeah. You want to stay... Well, but, you know, golf is the kind of game, man. If you're feeling it, you get out there, you yeah. stay in that mood, and, you know, you, you, you keep going at it. It's, it's like a hitter, you know, when when a, when a dude's hitting or a, or a shooter in basketball. When you got it going, you, you kind of want to keep it going. You don't want the breaks. And uh, so, I mean... But he played those two weeks after he won the Saudi tournament and didn't, didn't make the cuts and didn't make the cuts and didn't drop out of the top fifty. So I don't yeah. really I, to your point, Clip. I I think whether he plays this weekend or next weekend, it seems like he's pretty safe to be in Augusta in a few weeks, Mully. Yeah, yeah. I don't see. Like I said, I don't see any way that he that he's not there. I mean, I, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point. And that man, that'll be that'll be a cool deal and. I mean, the Masters is one of my favorite gigs anyway, but to uh, to have, uh, you know, Harold playing there will be that much more fun to watch. And, you know, hopefully he'll go and have a good showing and uh, have, a, you know, a, a positive experience and it put a good taste in his mouth and kind of give him that uh, urgency to continue to get there every year. So it be obviously even cooler to see him win it, but that's, you know, that again, that, that kind of goes back to uh, East Carolina being in the NIT or uh, in Omaha. That's a lofty aspiration. We'll just kind of have to see how all that plays out. All right, Molly. Uh, Major League Baseball is back. Freddie Freeman is going to be gone from Atlanta. We'll uh, we'll get into that more with you next week, uh, but we're out of time today. So uh, enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Man, that was the ultimate teaser there, Clip. Hey, we got plenty of time to talk some baseball with you. We'll do it next time. Mike Mullis. Okay. All right, buddy.
joining us today on the program, LRB. Uh, good stuff. Enjoyed yeah. it. Enjoyed it. Going to talk to a uh, former pirate here in a moment, Sam Hennett. Yeah. Get his thoughts on uh, ECU basketball. Talk some tournament. You okay about the Freddie Freeman deal? I'm getting better. Man, I tell you what, if he lands with the Blue Jays instead of that ugly Dodgers uniform or your ugly Yankees uniform, it will be a much easier blow to take. And the fact they got Matt Olson and locked him up for eight years, that, I mean, that's a great move by Atlanta. So I, I, I've i definitely eased off the I'm never pulling for the Braves again. <laughs> because i was there at one point what, was that like a five minute like conversation yeah, you had it with was yourself? longer than that it was why the heck aren't they they just There's, giving this guy what he wants there is no way you would quit on the braves as much crap as you put up with the washington yeah, I football team i know i would but the commanders but i, I feel I mean, like that would be the first team you would quit on right yeah definitely no you doubt. would keep the braves are like your number one team right in professional yeah, sports well i at this point yeah like, if you were the owner of the Braves or the Commanders, and I said you had to sell one. Well, Am I Dan Snyder in this scenario? <laughs> you're, 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 be enough of your hypotheticals. You've asked too many. Today. Too many? Yeah. You're, you're, you're Ted Snyder. <laughs> I'll just, Dan uh, Turner. You know what? I'm going to take time to focus on my family and TBS and Mama's family. For 40 days. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, enjoy the delivery. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Sam Hennett, former Pirate Sharpshooter, joins us coming up next. We will talk Pirate basketball. We'll talk NCAA tournament, Hornets, Panthers, everything in between with the Charlotte uh, resident when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years and continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with the desire to potentially make a six-figure income. Do you have what it takes? Visit copypro.net today or submit your resume and learn more. And Cliff, as we head back into the show, a quick Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you. Both ECU softball and baseball are in action. Softball has a doubleheader with Elon. They run-ruled the first game, so the Pirates win it 8-0. They're going to play game two in about 15 minutes. And ECU and ODU are tied in the bottom of the second inning hmm. at two apiece. Got some scoring going on in Norfolk as it is two to two in the bottom of the second. Thank you for that update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Thank you, Shirley. We will uh, be talking to Sam Hennett in just a moment. I want to throw this computer out the window. It's got a cold or something. Uh, so I cannot see your Facebook comments today. You can reply on Twitter. I saw a few, had a few pulled up, and now they've disappeared. So uh, if you want to chime in, you can go old school, call in 317-1250, hit us up on Twitter, or uh, you can chime into the YouTube chat as well uh, on uh, Pirate Radio TV. All right, uh, later on in today's show, I don't even know if I said the guest on today's show, Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. We'll go over the brackets, talk about 
uh michael schwartz what he knows he's friends with everybody in the coaching community so i'm sure he'll have a take or two on the pirates new head basketball coach the big man on campus jeff nadu also joins us in our number two his best bets for the tournament coming up uh beginning tonight first four action we got the games uh, coming up right here on pirate radio this evening texas southern versus texas a&m corpus christi and also wyoming and indiana that's coming up tonight you can hear the games right here on pirate radio all right let's head out to the pirate radio live line talk to former ecu sharpshooter he is sam hennett joining us on the program sam always great to catch up with you man how you doing these days Doing well, Cliff. How about yourself? Man? Doing great, doing great, and I uh, appreciate you joining us today, Sam. Let's uh, let's kind of go back before we get to where we are right now. I saw that when the news came out that Joe Dooley was no longer going to be the head coach of ECU basketball, you you had some comments. You seemed to be not in favor of, of that decision. So as we stand here a few days later, it looks like we've already got a new coach coming in, and Michael Schwartz. Uh, what's your overall take on uh, the state of ECU basketball and where it sits right now? Um, yeah, the reason I said that was, uh, again, I don't, I said it in my, in my tweet. I said it on Twitter. I don't really tweet that much unless something's <laughs> on, on with the Panthers on as a ECU. But, yeah. uh, I said it in my tweet because, um, again, I don't know Joe Dooley at all. I have never had a conversation with him at all. Um, but I just see the progress he's made, you know, through the first four years that he was there. And that's all, um, while losing his best player who's, who's at Virginia right now, you know, and, um, I went to a few games this year and see see how hard they play. You know they had um, some rough patches throughout the, the way, but at, at the same time, at, at a school like ECU, who has our history of basketball, I'm um, having a coach that you know gets better every year and improves every year, and loses his best player um, due to the you know new, new circumstances of the NCAA. Um, I thought that it was you know premeditated, you know, just to not let him play out his whole contract and see what he does next year. Um, I just know that. Even when I was at ECU, how, how many players we had transfer, and how many players we never could get a you know a, a standard you know six seven players that stayed all four years yeah. ever, um, that I can think of throughout the whole ECU program, and it's gonna probably be the same thing this year with the new coach coming in. So it seems like it's just a same revolving door every four or five years, new coach, new players, and you know the change size of the benches and everything else, <laughs> and it's just it's just it's crazy, man. Just watching it from from afar now and it seemed like it was the same thing going on from when the time i played there yeah you're, you're not wrong sam and you're you're pretty rare uh staying uh, all four years like you did and you can kind of count on one hand with guys like brock young and morrow and, and then a little later on caleb white uh john Sherrod was in that mix but uh you're one of those guys and now east carolina's gonna name michael schwartz the next head basketball coach an assistant from tennessee and i guess his first job sam is gonna get in here be to get here and and keep tristan newton brandon suggs the guys on the current roster here right yeah and that's i mean that's better said than done again i've, I've yeah. seen it you know i've seen um it from afar and even with the new the new rules from ncaa rules you know this just Seems like those players like that. I mean, hopefully he, you know, sells them because um, I really like Newton's game. I really like the way Suggs play as well from watching him play a couple times this year and I'm um, watching him on TV. But that has to be his first step, you know, because, I mean, he's still in it. At the same time, his coaches, he has a team that probably will go deep in the tournament um, from the looks of it. And and who knows when he'd better get in that recruiting trip because he, right. he's going to have to, you know, obviously get in the transfer for Porter on – He's behind the eight ball when it comes to the recruiting high school players now because he's just getting a job now. So 
it's gonna be interesting how he does it, man. But I, that has to be his first step is trying to get those two guys or whoever else on the roster that that produces this year to stay. So, um, so it's gonna be interesting to see how he does that. Sam, how uh, bummed are you that you're like 15 years uh, removed from being able to sign a NIL deal? You'd have been a pirate radio athlete if it was uh, eligible back in the day. <laughs> I guess your son can take advantage of that one day, hopefully, right? Hopefully, hopefully he does, yeah. I was telling my dad and telling my family, I'm like, back when I was in school, man, I was so broke, man. I was, it was so it was so crazy being, you know, having, you know, eating on campus. But at the same time, um, we was, you know, living, I say check to check, but living, right. um, stipend to stipend, especially during, we couldn't wait till Christmas time when all the camp was closed so we can get money. But, uh, yeah, the NIA deal, I, mean, I think it's really great for for the college players now, man, as long as they take advantage of, you know, not, um, it also gives them a chance to, you know, manage money um, while they're in college, something that we never did. Right. We got out of school and, and finally had some money. It was, you know, we had to figure out how to manage money and everything like that. So um, I think that's a really, really good opportunity for everybody, especially when they get those chances. Um, but, yeah, I, I wish I was back there, in, back in Greenville. I mean, I would try to get – all the all all the NIL deals I could. <laughs> Sam Hennett joining us. Sam, uh, have you filled out your bracket yet? Well, what's uh, well, what's your final four looking like? Uh, I think I did. I did it yesterday. Um, I think in the final four I had the Zags, um, Arizona, Auburn, mm. and um, Baylor, Kentucky. Who you got in the uh, East? Um, I think it was UCLA, Purdue. Who's the third? Who's the, who's the third ranked team? Ah, uh, Purdue is the three in the East. Purdue, I have Purdue. Yeah, but it was Purdue. Yeah. All right. it wasn't Baylor, um, but I have Purdue. Yep. When you when you're picking these, you want to pick good teams. You also want to pick good players. If you take Purdue, you're thinking that that Ivy dude is is going to go off. He's one of the best players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the country. Who who are your favorite guys to watch in, in college basketball this year, Sam? Uh, right now, um, I really like to watch. Uh, I like to watch Auburn. Um, I think Auburn, the Smith kid, and yeah. And the kid that transferred from um, Carolina, I know they have a chance um, to really do well in the tournament because they have matchup problems and they have pretty good guard play. Um, again, like you said, Ivy, that's the reason I, I really enjoy watching him play. I think he's going to be a really, really good NBA player as well. And he has big play, big men on his team that can, can score the ball. And, and in tournaments, the grind, you know. So I know they they have a really good chance. But, man, the way college basketball has been set up this year, man, I have no idea who who will win? These, these are all off hunches when I made my uh, my picks. Um, but at the same time, I just know there's going to be another March Madness crazy tournament, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, Sam, uh, we'll bounce around here. I got you on a good day because the Hornets are coming off a win last night. But man, they have been yeah. frustrating to follow. They got a huge game coming up tomorrow against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, the Hornets in the ten spot in the East. So, what's your take on uh, on Charlotte basketball? There's been a lot of good this year, but man, that 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 losing streak going into the All-Star break uh, killed them, and, and they hadn't really seemed to fully recover from that. Yeah, it was just rough. I know you follow them as well, um, but they – they I mean, they're, they're excited, it's an exciting team to watch, man. But yeah. it seems like every year that um, that Gordon Hayward – I think we had the same conversation about probably a couple years ago yep. when he first got signed. Um, that every time we – every time he gets hurt, it seems like we – we 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 lose we lose close games we we go on a, on a on a streak during the game where we can't score the ball um give you know Lamelo's still a young player and he still gets erratic sometimes so we need that player that that can calm everything down um, um Terry Rozier starting to be that now but at the same time we still have a young team but again like you said that 
that that losing streak around All Star break when we had all those home games. I went to probably half of them, man, and I was in there frustrated <laughs> in the games watching those games, man. But uh, again, we the uh, I, I really like JB, but I think the 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 buzz around town now is that the jury should be out on him because I listen, I listen to uh, Sports Talk Radio every morning. Yeah, um, and the jury's starting to be out because I mean he has that roster now where he should yeah. be. Around that six, seven C, but at the same time, the competition denominator in the last two years has been Gordon Hayward getting hurt, and um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know if he held that much weight, but I guess he does. So, well, Sam, I guess if you compare him to the Panthers, maybe they're not as frustrating as, as the Carolina Panthers, right? What's yeah, even close? It's not even close. <laughs> who's uh, who's the starting quarterback week one for Carolina this year? Is he on the roster yet, or is it Darnold again? Or are you going somewhere else? I hope I hope it's uh I hope it's uh Deshaun Watson. Yeah, uh, he got a lot going on right now, and, <laughs> and once he once his case didn't go criminal, I know that Tepper was going to get on top of that because he's been watching it for the last year and a half now. Um, so I'm hoping it's Deshaun Watson. Um, again, I I don't want to mortgage our whole future. Um, I don't want to you know give up too many of our young players that the Texas may ask for. Um, but at the same time, I'm we can't win in the NFL. I don't think without a quarterback, and that's the start. You know. Um, I know that we had signed a guard yesterday, and I know our line is in shambles right now, but the start is, is getting a guard from the Super Bowl ch- champion Rams, and uh, hopefully they can sell him. I know they met, met with him last night, and um, yeah. hopefully they can sell him. You know, Tepper's a really good talker. You know, He hasn't said anything to the fans after the season's over, but um, I know he's a really good good talker, and um, I know he's you know pushing his soccer team right now. Um, but hopefully um, – Hopefully we get to shine, man, because our quarterback is not on our roster right now, and they they've been trying their best to you know play quarterback musical chairs, and it's, they're missing on every single one. And um, and this is this been bad decision after bad decision since the new head coach and new GMs have been you know been in office. So, and now Sam, not only do you you want them on your team, but you want to keep them away from New Orleans and Atlanta, who seem to be in the mix as well. Right, right, especially the Saints, man. I can't yeah. either one of those teams, man. <laughs> I heard they're making they're making big pushes to to get them as well. Yeah. If they don't come here, keep them out of our division, man. Because I know that um, the Tom Brady news. I just knew the division was up for grabbing. All of a sudden, here comes Tom Brady trying to ruin March Madness, man, and uh, back in our division for another year. So. <laughs> Tom Brady ruined March Madness in 2022. Yep. Yeah. Sam, uh, always enjoy catching up with you, talking sports, man. Appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road, man. Are you too good? Thanks, man. Uh, all right, bud. There's uh, Sam Hennett joining us, Charlotte sports fan, former Pirate Hooper, and uh, just wants to see the cycle end. And um, Sam said it, it just it's, it's kind of similar to, to when he was here with the players leaving, coaches out, no stability. And there was a um, Harrion era, Bill Harrion era, Menji's maniac, that sent me a, a text. Uh, he and uh, another former maniac were, were texting each other. And they said, everything in my life the last 18 years has improved, except ECU basketball. He said, I, I'm in a better situation in all facets of my life, except one, and that's being an ECU basketball fan. And I read that, and I said... That is so relatable. Are we talking about the, like a thirty-year run? We're talking at well, well, for these guys, we're saying two thousand ish, two thousand four, whatever. But from college to uh, I would say adulthood, it, it never got better than Bill Harry. Well, I don't know if you want to. 
the crowds maybe not but that's like, what i think of. the levo cit run levo yeah. made a couple of made a semifinal in the conference usa tournament so from a crowd and excitement standpoint it probably hasn't gotten bigger than harrion but from a that's uh, really on what the I court mean standpoint it probably yeah. was better in the the Lebo days. Yeah, it's that's more what I'm referring to. I think yeah. I think the crowd and the interest was there during the the Harian days. All right, big dog uh, Shirley Rhodes here. Let's take another timeout. Shirley, we'll come back. We'll wrap up this hour and get you set for hour two. Coach Mack going to join us in the Pi Radio Studios, breaking down the bracket, talking Michael Schwartz, talking Joe Dooley, and more. We'll be back with you on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show welcome back st patrick's day is this week and there's no better way to celebrate than with your friends at christie's euro pub on Thursday, March 17th, uh, Christie's Euro Pub on Jarvis Street in Greenville will have a full day of fun starting at noon. And as always, Christie's will have awesome food and drinks for you to enjoy along with live music from the Still Shakers. For more information, check out Christie's Euro Pub on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. Jamal Tinsley misses the layup and Hampton beat. I was watching that at the beach, Coach Mac. I remember that. Mac McCarthy joins us here in the Pirate Radio Studios watching some upsets, seeing if he's going to see his face on TV. You could, <laughs> right? You've been part of an upset in March Madness. This time of year, usually the show a little highlight. And, uh, of course, the the mocks have drawn Illinois, who we played in the uh, round of 32, uh, on our way to the Sweet 16. So uh, I'm sure they'll get a little play. Yes, sir. If you uh, watch Illinois and Chattanooga in round one, you'll probably see Mike McCarthy, or at least his team. Uh, what year was that, Coach Mike? 97, before any of the players that are going to play are, were born. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll go over the bracket with Coach Mack. We'll also get his thoughts uh, on on ECU basketball, where we are right now. Joe Dooley out as head coach, and it appears Michael Schwartz will be the next head basketball coach at ECU. So we'll uh, we'll dive into all that. Shirley, uh, do we have an update? Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. I have one, unless you would like to give it uh, for baseball. Yes, uh, ODU leads three to two top of the third with one out is that what you got uh, that's what i got with lane hoover on first and jacob jenkins cowart at the plate for east carolina three to two old dominion with the lead in the third inning on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by Dub buck Dub buck uh just killing a couple minutes here coach i'll tell you what let's uh I-, I know i'll forget if i don't do it now so we'll talk basketball later but uh nascar let's talk a little nascar i thought i was betting on ryan blaney to win the race on sunday I accidentally bet on him to win the championship this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you still have a chance for that. I still you got have a no shot. chance for the race. He finished fourth uh, the other day. I watched the finish of it, 
and uh chase briscoe with the, we've had some new winners this year so that's been that's been good to see different guys up at the top yeah you know and there have been the uh, the occasional lesser funded teams running near the top not a bunch of them like they thought i don't think i mean still the best teams are the best teams and and of course briscoe is in stewart haas equipment which is pretty darn good equipment and uh and of course he distinguished himself pretty well in the xfinity series he's been close a couple times so not a shocker that uh that he got a win but yeah the uh nascar's off to a good start the most amazing thing about nascar so far is the announcers and the drivers seem to be on the same page they're all extolling the virtues of this new schedule and this new car and nobody is being a contrarian yet Hmm. but it's coming it's coming what about Kyle Busch? He can't be happy about anything. Kyle Busch is is the is probably the <laughs> exception. He, he he said Bowman lucked into his win again. He said he's the luckiest bleepity bleep that ever bleeped a bleep a bleep bleep bleep. Uh, but he'll be how the about first you? one to defect? He'll be the first one to complain about the car. Well, how about you? Do you like the racing, the car? You, you said it's off to a good start. Do you you like it? I, I you know they've they've had a few um, issues, a few gremlins, but uh, I haven't seen anything major yet. I don't I don't think. Uh, I think the drivers are still getting used to it, and, and these teams and drivers are really, really good. The engineers are great. The the crew chiefs are great. The drivers are great. Uh, the racing will will get better and better as the season goes on. I think it's been good so far. I think we've had. I don't think we've had a dud of a race yet. Uh, you got your tickets for what Martinsville? Where are you going this year? You got your tickets yet? I'll definitely go to Martinsville. Definitely go to Richmond. Hopefully go to Darlington. Uh, I don't know about Bristol pisses me off about the 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 dirt track are they doing that again yes uh, they're doing that so they take one good race away and, yeah. and we'll and we'll we'll find another one uh you know maybe atlanta or uh maybe dover or some others that are drivable all right there you go a little nascar talk with coach mac let's uh <laughs> let's wrap up hour one we'll dive into hour two and we're talking all things hoops in hour two with uh, the big man on campus jeff nadu coming up at around 4 30 and coach mac coming up for the next 30 minutes right here on pirate radio live we'll be back with you after this Listening to Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All right, excited for some March Madness. We'll have wall to wall coverage coming your way Thursday and Friday right here on pirate radio so no pirate radio live we'll have games beginning at noon and running till after midnight on friday saturday all day saturday uh thursday friday all day saturday sunday as well and we've got the first four coming up tonight coach mag mccarthy what do you think about the first four What is this gimmick? It's, this is like it's, dirt it's like, in Bristol. It's like an appetizer, which in, I'm in favor of appetizers. I'm in favor of more college basketball to watch, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not in favor of. The automatic qualifiers winning your conference tournament and then having to play in the first four. I don't think that's fair. Well, let me change your mind. Um, it doesn't sound fair on, on the surface, but 
a win in the NCAA tournament, and these games are part of the NCAA tournament, is worth a whole lot of money to your team and your league. And it really gives them a, a chance that they would not have should they win this this opening game. So, is it the same amount if you win this one than if you beat a one? Is that I mean? Oh yeah, it is the same amount. Okay. Yes. So for the schools, and every win pays the same. For the schools, this is advantageous. Then. And for the for the conferences, they want their teams in this thing where they have a better chance to win. Sixteen versus one, we know that's happened one time ever, uh, but but sixteen versus sixteen happens fifty percent of the time. So you're telling me you have changed my whole life here, Coach. You're telling me <laughs> these schools would rather be in this game. Because it's an opportunity for money. The conferences, uh, commissioners certainly would rather be in this game. And a win is a win. And and you have a legitimate chance to win this game. You have almost zero chance to win otherwise. All right. You've, uh, you've cha- you said you were going to change my mind, and you did. That's why Coach <laughs> Mack is here. All right. Before we dive into uh, the NCAA tournament, let's talk pirate basketball and something you know quite a bit about from your time here at ECU. Joe Dooley, uh, no longer the coach at east carolina and well we'll just start there coach what did you think when you heard that news that joe dooley was no longer going to be the coach well i was shocked i was shocked i i he has things headed in the right direction had things headed in the right direction uh got better every single year uh with without the same resources and support that other schools in this league have uh the first time he was here he had the highest winning percentage of any ecu coach in history of the school so that still stands, and he came back at a time where the where they weren't very good, and uh, and, and headed them in the right direction. That they were more competitive. They have one game this year where they weren't competitive, and Houston's done that to more than one team. Uh, and I'm thinking next year they could be really, really good. Get everybody healthy. Uh, they never played quite as well as they did early because of after COVID and then the injuries and that kind of thing. But uh, I, I could not have been more surprised. And you you can fire a coach, but you if if you do, you better have given him everything he needs to win. And I'm not sure that has happened. Well, according to him, it hasn't happened. And and he said that. He made a comment that you know it's not coaches and and players that make a good program it's the administration and, and you've been at different schools so you probably understand what he's saying when he when he says that that some places will, will give you what you need and some places like east carolina it goes other elsewhere football you, you don't have to worry about that i guess at places like vcu uh so so that's a different scenario but uh, how about when he says that administration uh, leads to, to good basketball programs? Do you know what he's saying when he says that? 100%. You, you can win games as a coach. Championships are won at the aid, in the AD's office and the chancellor's office. That, that's a fact. And, um, and and I don't know both sides of the story. Right. I know what I know from, from being a coach and from observing. This program was headed in the right direction, and, and, and maybe it will continue in the right direction. I hope for Pirate fans that it does head in the right direction or continue to head in the right direction. But uh, uh, you could have yeah, – I was absolutely shocked when, when I heard the news. I, I, matter of fact, that day I had walked through the neighborhood, and I had five or six people stop me and ask what about the rumors what about this and that i said no way no way they get rid of joe dooley and boy was i wrong let me change your mind on that yes uh, unfortunately yeah. they did yeah. uh now they go with michael schwartz he is a 
longtime assistant. Uh, he has been working his way up, now on the bench at Tennessee as they're about to make a tournament run. Are you uh, familiar with Coach Schwartz at all? I'm not. I don't know Michael Schwartz. I know who he is, and yeah. I know that he's been with uh, with Rick. And uh, I do know Rick Barnes really well. I know Justin Ganey on that staff really yeah. well. Greg Polinski is is on that staff. I know him really well. Uh, Rick Barnes is as good as there is in, in terms of coaching and, and being a good person. Uh, so uh, I am sure that if, if Coach Schwartz was – paying attention uh I, i'm sure he learned a lot and uh and of course tennessee's playing really really well the you know they're they're complaining about a two seed rather than a three seed or you know maybe they even the, they needed to be a one seed it doesn't matter you got to go win basketball games and uh the difference between a two and a three is almost nothing in in the big picture so uh they need to get over that vol fans like to have a little something to gripe about anyway <laughs> but uh but you know, rick is a great guy and uh he runs a good program and he knows how to do it so if coach schwartz has been part of that i'm i'm sure he's a, a competent dude coach there's going to be we talk about the coaching carousel in football it seems like more than basketball but there are a lot of big names out with frank martin yeah. at south carolina another frank frank haith uh at tulsa i guess florida traded their coach to georgia for a coach to be named later because their coach is uh is leaving florida to go to georgia so uh we've already seen a, a carousel of course coach k uh leaving as well as uh, his retirement tour is not going too good these last couple weeks, but going to be uh, some new names and some big spots coming up next year. LSU, Georgia, Florida, Louisville, uh, yeah, yeah, on and on, and uh, uh, it it isn't over yet, and this this domino effect will continue, and uh, it's interesting to follow. Uh, You know, I'll I'll know a lot of the players and all this kind of thing, not not quite as connected as I once was, but uh, still know most of the people that would be involved with this. Looks like Kenny Payne maybe to Louisville, and uh, maybe Anthony Grant leaves his alma mater to go back to Florida, and Hmm. uh, of course, could be kelvin sampson or it could be drew one of the one of the drew brothers back to, to or, or to lsu who knows uh there's a there's a lot of dominoes to fall ben howland is out at mississippi state also uh, oh, yeah. i don't think they've announced it but uh that sounds like it's uh 99.999 percent done too and uh of course kenny Payne is from mississippi so uh they might try to make a last minute run but of course i played at louisville so uh, so i would think he'd be be headed back in that direction man I, you mentioned anthony grant i still hate that we missed out on that tournament with dayton number one in the country just to see what they could have done in the big dance that year the covid year but uh, yeah it happened a lot of folks thought they i mean they had five or six wins against teams in the tournament this year including beating kansas who was the number one seed they're the first team out according to the uh everybody was the first team out texas oh, okay. a&m was the first team out <laughs> BC wake was forest the first team out wake forest was the first team out they were all the first team out it's that's like when you when you go to the major league team or you go to the nfl team or the nba team i was the last guy cut Yep, you probably were. <laughs> Not everybody can be that, though, right? <laughs> well, do you like the number at, at 68? I mean, you've seen it grow and grow. Do you think it, it stops at 68? You know, I I know this is not going to be a popular uh, statement, but I, I'd be fine with letting everybody in. It'd just take one more weekend. Are you serious? Let everybody in. Take the pressure off. Let everybody in. <laughs> All right. You talk about some great stories and great <laughs> upsets and yeah. great moments. Let everybody in. And I don't care if you play number one against number 365. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't care if you do that. But maybe maybe it's a, maybe it's there's a, uh, some buys. There's some the, double buys team. or whatever. Yeah, 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 some buys coming in. But let let everybody play. 
Let them play, says Coach Matt You still got to earn it on the court, right? Hey, Pirates have never lost as a 264th seed in the NCAA (laughs) tournament. Let's do it. Let's get in there. All right, Coach, let's uh, let's take a look at your uh, your brackets here. Let's start with the... We'll start with the West. Gonzaga, I thought last year was their year. Had them on the final line. Really rolled through the tournament and then just met a red-hot Baylor team in the championship. So Gonzaga trying to get back there and finally win one uh, for Mark Few. For Duke, uh, Coach K's last stand. They are the two-seed in that region. Uh, Texas Tech is the three. Uh, They have been really good uh, without Chris Beard this year. And I love Arkansas, and and I said it during the year, and now I'm kind of stubborn. If I pick a team, I'm just going to ride with them. So I've liked them all year. I've got them beating Gonzaga coming out. It's probably not smart. But uh, what do you think about the West, Coach, and uh, who do you like in there? Well, I don't feel as good about my picks now after you went through that. But uh, I also have Arkansas beating Gonzaga. Let's go. All and, right. And, and going to the Final Four. I, I got them there. I got them there. <laughs> the must bus cranking up. Uh, but I just think they're tough. I watched a lot of their games, and, and towards the end of games, they just – Lock, they struggle on offense at times, but they lock you down on defense. If they I, if they can play all their games at home, yeah, they would, would definitely go to the final. Of course, you could say that those SEC environments, and you're you know Auburn, but yeah. Auburn at home is almost a different team than on the road. You could say that for a lot of those SEC teams. Yeah, that's true. And uh, uh, you know when when you're filling the place up, uh, you're hard to beat, and and uh, that's one thing that needs to get through folks' heads here. Fill the place up, and you'll be hard to beat. All right, we got that clean. We can run that forever now. Let's fill up Minji's. So you got Arkansas. How far do you have uh, Duke going? Not far. Me too. Not far. I got them I, losing two in the second round. I, I do too. Get to Michigan State. Um, you know, Duke is just playing too tight. They, you know, they're really talented. I'm not sure they're not the most talented team in the league this side of Gonzaga, but uh, Gonzaga, but uh, but they're just playing too tight. You saw it against Carolina. You saw it against Virginia Tech. Go Hokies! But uh, they're they're just you know. Yeah. It's tightened up. <laughs> Is that Coach K last stand? I think the or? kids are, I think they're just trying too hard for him. Yeah. I yeah. really do. And I don't think he's been able to take the pressure off of him. And uh, as great a coach as he is, this is just this is just too big. All right. In the East, Baylor looking to repeat. Kentucky is the two seed that I have advancing out of the East. You've also got – I got UCLA beating Baylor uh, after UCLA's run last year. Purdue is a really good three seed in that region. Your Hokies are in that region, taking on Texas in round one. So uh, what about the East, Coach? Well, uh, again, uh, you, you and I have a, uh, some of the same thoughts, but uh, I've got a major upset. Okay. Do you know that Murray State and Kentucky have never played? I did not know Ever. that. And they're from the same state, correct? Ever. They have never played in anything. NCAA, regular season, NIT. Kentucky not- doesn't even know they exist, Coach. No, well, they'd like for them not to exist after this game. <laughs> Matt McMahon is one of the hot young names, probably going to get the Missouri job and probably ought to get an even better job. But uh, they've got a really good team. And I think Kentucky, uh, as, as good as they are, I think they got a little Duke in them. I think they could tighten up a little bit. Uh, I think uh, I think they can win that game. But I think Purdue doesn't guard you, so they can't win at all. But I think they can get to the Final Four. They got the two big men, and then they got maybe the best player in Ivy uh, yeah. in the, in yeah, the whose tournament. Mo- whose mom is the coach at Notre Dame. 
did not know that she's the women's coach at notre dame sure is thank you for that tidbit uh can, I, that's what i'm here for i know i know it's it's good stuff <laughs> kentucky uh has a problem too in the game of basketball they can't shoot yeah they can't they struggled I, I watched them in their conference tournament i think it won three the whole game so uh all right murray state who do you have coming out of the east did you say uh purdue all right oh okay you do have purdue all right let's go to the south arizona the top seed i admit i have not watched a lot of arizona basketball i watched the championship the other night arizona ucla great offensive basketball game just uh just some pretty offense uh, and they get up and down the court they are really fun to watch i got nova coming out because in a year full of parody i like the experience they have and they have a a championship coach so i went with villanova even though i really do think arizona is good illinois is the four houston and kelvin sampson in this bracket and the three uh we talked about tennessee maybe underseated also in this bracket so uh, how about the south coach yeah i think um i think villanova can get to the second weekend i think tennessee will get to the second weekend i think kelvin sampson uh will get his bunch to the second weekend uh but uh, arizona I, th- I think comes all the way through the bracket i do have chattanooga upsetting illinois in the first round it's going to be hard but uh one thing chattanooga has that a lot of 13 seeds don't have is they not only have a big guy they've got a kid named d'souza who was a five-star all-american at uh and he went to uh, kansas, kansas got yeah. in trouble but they also have two guys behind him about not quite as big as him but maybe more talented than him in terms of skills and uh so they you know i don't have anybody as big as kofi Coburn, but uh, but they've got three bigs that they can keep running at him, and uh, they've got they their guards. I think are actually better than Illinois' guards. So uh, I think Chattanooga can win around, but not sure they can get by Houston in that second round because we've seen what Houston can do. But I've got Arizona going to the uh, Final Four. Chattanooga makes it on a a wild last second shot, and you said you're doing a, a, a weekly radio spot or a, a regular radio spot in Chattanooga coming up later today. I know the folks there are fired up, Coach. They're excited. You know, they've only been uh, since we went to the Sweet Sixteen. I think they been in the NCAA twice Uh, so they've had a little bit of a dry spell for them and uh, they really have a good team. They've got an old team uh, a bunch of transfers obviously Uh, got a kid named Malachi Smith who was the best player in the league and the kid that made the the kid that made the winning shot is an interesting story. He's in his sixth year. Hmm. He has left come back left come back <laughs> took a year off for covid uh his name is david jean baptiste he's literally he's 38 played, years old he's literally played six <laughs> years when he made the shot they they talked about him they and the announcer tom hart i think for uh for espn said david jean baptiste who has been in the league longer than seven of the 12 coaches in the league i thought it was one of the <laughs> that's best a great lines i heard of the tournament <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome we'll be uh, keeping an eye on him and the mocks coming up as they take on illinois all right to the midwest my team i have winning it all coach uh the kansas jayhawks bill self gets another one uh i've got uh, kansas going to the final four winning it i got your auburn tigers losing in round two i do too we're, we're on the same page again to, okay. just who do you have them losing to i've got them losing to southern cal i have usc as well i okay. liked them last year they made a run and and I, I like Miami. i think that's a great matchup uh usc miami uh but I, I do have the trojans going to the sweet 16 i do too along with wisconsin and providence and kansas and and like you i have kansas uh in the final four so that gives me arizona versus uh kansas which is great be game. an incredible game and arkansas versus purdue which will be uh 
two very different styles. Who do you have in the championship? I have Arizona against Purdue in the championship. And your champion is? Arizona. Oh, well, because Purdue doesn't defend. Good That's God, right. Arizona might score 150 points against them. They could. <laughs> the, way they, the way they score. And still not win by a lot. <laughs> That's right, because uh, Purdue can light it up. Take the over in that one. Um, I do have talking about upsets this one is probably too popular but i'm jumping on board with the south dakota state over providence south dakota state uh shoots and hits a ton of threes ed cooley and providence had a great year but i I don't know how much you follow this stuff i guess is it uh is it a ken palm ranking that has them as the luckiest team in america i don't know what factors into all that but uh but apparently they're and, and you got you make your own luck they got to be good to have that record but apparently they've uh they've been lucky this year so they have been and they didn't finish well they got blown out in the semifinals yeah, by creighton, creighton by 30 or something like that and but ed cooley does a good job and uh there's still a big difference in in playing in whatever league south dakota's in and uh and playing in the big east so uh i picked providence but that's a that's a trendy pick that might come through all right uh coach how about you did a lot of caught a lot of women's basketball this year uh who is going to win the women's ncaa tournament well you know it used to be you know you could list uh one two maybe three at the most that had a chance and uh actually you could probably list five or six or seven or eight maybe uh you know certainly nc state has a chance you know here locally westmore's done a great job and uh louisville out of the acc is really good louis the acc has eight or nine in uh as many as anybody in the country i think maybe the sec and uh and the acc both have eight in and then stanford is awfully good but south carolina's got to be the favorite going in uh yukon is healthy for the first time Paige beckers is back uh that's that makes a difference there they're not a one seed for the first time i think in 18 years maybe something like that uh so uh there there are quite a few teams that could win and a couple teams that could make a run but uh it's it's hard to get past south carolina dawn staley's done an incredible job they ought to give her the men's job interesting She'd turn it down, but they ought to offer it to her. Because she do both at once. She'd probably need to focus on one, I guess. <laughs> She's pretty good. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, who, help me with the girl's name that plays at Iowa. The, Caitlin Clark. The school, yeah. Uh, I do want to. I'm pulling for Iowa just because I want to yeah. watch her light it up. She so. can shoot the daylight. She, she's like uh, she's like Curry. I, matter of fact, when you were on with Sam Hennett, I should have apologized to Sam. I, I expect a civil suit from Sam at any time because I – the way people shoot threes now, I should have been letting Sam shoot the ball like they do now. He probably needs to come back and have a fifth year. You're not here because you uh, you didn't give Sam and James the uh, green light. I think enough. it's true. I, they had the green light for, for that point in history. <laughs> right. But since then, we found out you need to give them a greener light if that's possible. Just keep on gunning. But uh, <laughs> those were some, uh, some fun games. They could light it up, Coach. That was uh, fun back then and great to catch up with sam i got him on because he he was upset uh that joe dooley was let go so he wanted to share his thoughts on that and also uh talk about some other stuff so coach uh good stuff you got uh arizona winning it all i do i do i don't even know is that that. a first year coach they got an assistant from gonzaga right Gonzaga, yeah. yeah so uh where's where are the miller boys at these days 
what are they doing one of them's out of it <laughs> archie and sean yeah. yeah archie and sean i've been hearing uh i've been hearing one of them i've been hearing sean maybe at south carolina who knows uh, you know that there's some guys that need to be recycled there there are a bunch of guys that are out of coaching that could maybe get back in not me I, <laughs> i'm strictly a radio guy now you are and you're really good at it so uh you could hear coach mac on this show and a bunch of other shows too how many how many radio shows do you do these days I don't know between radio shows and podcasts. I do a weekly show in Chattanooga, so yeah. that's that's fifty two shows a year. But uh, uh, and uh, and I've been blackballed by Troy down here. The only time I can come is when he's out of town, which which really suits, wait. You put really, that in your contract, which really suits me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> this is your preference. Don't don't lie. Shirley's my agent. <laughs> well, if Shirley's your agent, she doesn't want Troy around either. So y'all <laughs> y'all got that in common. I know that much. Coach, uh, always fun man enjoy it i know you will and uh what are you gonna be you gonna be kicked back watching games i am thursday friday I saturday am. sunday we, we, we got some folks coming to town to watch some games Good stuff. And some some hokies and uh i don't know Good how luck. Long, i don't know how long the hokies are gonna last i think they can get by texas but uh even though they're the 11 seed i think i think texas is struggling a little bit but uh i'm not sure they can beat purdue yeah they're tough but uh man i know the folks in blacksburg are happy with what happened on friday and saturday you said what was your stat about beating uh north carolina nobody and duke? has beaten duke and carolina and i think it's in the tournament back to back in 40 years and not only did they beat them they they took it to them to both of them so pretty, pretty impressive by the mike young and the Hokies. coach we'll uh, talk to you again soon thank you my pleasure enjoyed it as always mac mccarthy joining us here on pirate radio live we'll take a timeout. come back talk more tournament from a gambling perspective with the big man on campus jeff nadeau we'll look at some lines and uh, see what he likes coming up this uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and maybe he likes the first core game or two coming up tonight or tomorrow. We'll talk to Nadeau when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back topo chico hard seltzer the only hard seltzer inspired by topo chico mineral waters legendary taste topo chico hard seltzer is gluten-free and contains only 100 calories uh, Topo Chico uh, Hard Seltzer has a ultra-refreshing crisp taste, uh, taste rather, with real lime juice and tequila flavor. Look for the Topo Chico uh, variety pack today at your favorite retailer. Topo Chico Hard Seltzer is proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage Company. Please drink responsibly. I don't think I said that right. Is it Topo? I think it's Topo. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. I knew I was going to do it again. A, B, C, H, D, E. You want me to do the whole Spanish alphabet? Please say no. No. Okay, I won't. Oh, okay. But the, I was thinking... Uh, no, you know why you threw are, me? Because I was thinking the the numbers. You? No, I was thinking uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. And he was doing the alphabet. And but, I was like, that's not the numbers. And then I realized... The Ha-ha. CJ, are you trying Smarty to do a pants. chant? No, stay in your lane. Stay. All right. Uh, the vowels are... Ah... Now, I is said E. E, that's right. O is said O. Wait, I skipped E. Did I skip E? E is... It's A-E-I-O-U is what the vowels. <laughs> I skipped E. So, I, 
E. Eh is E. Oh, oh, excuse me. Ah, eh. E. E. O. O. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> the only thing I walked away from, and it was the only thing I thought I would ever need to know in Spanish at the time. Now, mind you, it was almost 30 years ago, was Donde es el baño? Yeah. Where's the bathroom? And when I finally took a cruise to Cancun and Cozumel, I was really, really happy that I remembered that one line from Spanish class because there was a point when I was in Cozumel that I needed to ask where the where the bathroom was. So Chandler apparently is asking that question today, which is why he's not here. He's having a rough day. <laughs> I got a quick uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you. Presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. ECU has jumped out after a four-run inning, has jumped out to a 7-4 to four lead over ODU. It's the bottom of the fourth with two outs. And ECU and Elon in softball have just started game two. They are in the top of the third inning. No score as of yet. All right. This would be a nice RPI win for the Pirates, winning on the road against a ranked opponent. This would be a big, uh, big win for the team today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spring ball is here and content junkie schaefer was putting out the content earlier he and jenny uh got some videos of what's going on out on the practice field so cj uh i need your top 25 observations from (laughs) the 25 minutes you were out there can i just give you 25 different blades of grass that i thought were looking good sure okay there was about uh five of the white ones that were uh painted yeah the painted yard line they look good Uh uh-huh they were looking good all right Uh, about 12 of the blades of grass were just the green ones right when you walk in they hadn't been stepped on yet all right that's gone far enough did was cj johnson there what was cj johnson there no okay i don't think so why are you saying it like that why would he be there i don't know if his suspension's over don't you think that's news they would have told everybody? I don't know. You're the reporter. You're the content guy. You should be looking for him. What's Holt Naylor's there? No clip. <laughs> were, were any players there? No, not at all. It was just Mike Houston dancing. <laughs> this just then. All right, so what kind of drills were they doing? Give me something. What did you even do out there? It was practice. What do you want? What were they doing? Doing practice specifically practice we talking about practice specifically not a game when you open your eyes and you looked out at the players what were they doing layup lines clip (laughs) why can't you just tell me why is this a secret what do you want they were doing doing what i don't know tell me what they were doing (laughs) why can't you tell me this is maddening why don't you tell me what they were doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> at first, were I was... Were you not there? <laughs> at first, I was going to try to just drag you on, but now you're getting angry and we're I just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it keep going. This is... We got to get Chandler back. No, this is funny now. This is not. Shirley's laughing. 
right. See, she did it again. I, I find a lot of things amusing that most folks don't. So. <laughs> okay, I see a ball rolling. I see guys lined up. One guy's taking a knee. Quarterbacks are taking snaps under center. That's interesting. We got a couple court, three quarterbacks were taking a snap under center. One out of the shotgun. This, according to a video posted on Pirate Radio's social media account. Well, thanks for nothing. You're welcome. My God. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. For those of you wondering what ECU was doing out of practice, I apologize. Maybe we should get Jenny on the phone. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeff Nadeau said to join us next. We will talk more NCAA tournament. Coming up tonight on Pirate Radio, Texas Southern versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi and also Wyoming and Indiana. And we'll join those games in progress as we've got the ECU Players Lounge coming up at 6 o'clock. So. We will join A&M, Corpus Christi, and Texas Southern in progress. Yep, but we will have the Indiana-Wyoming game in its entirety. That will be later on this evening. All right, we'll take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back from sales to service greenville auto world has all of your vehicle needs covered shop all of their inventory now at greenvilleautoworld.net if you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle they have a full service and repair facility they do brakes oil changes tires inspections and can repair any kind of vehicle greenville auto world across from speedway in bells fork at excuse me and online at greenvilleautoworld.net Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their sponsorship of the program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. The reviews are in from for that last segment where uh, CJ Schaefer went out to ECU practice and I asked him what was going on out there and he wouldn't tell me. They were doing football practice. Uh, Steve says more like content flunky. More like That's lost to us in That's trivia good. two nah, weeks ago. That was a good one. To that, I would say more content, more like non-tent. That's what I would say. Redbeard says, I wouldn't let the rookie talk to me like that if I was the host. Well, the problem is he wasn't talking. He wouldn't say anything. He I won't did. tell us what happened at practice. Chad says, is CJ even a football guy? They were doing practice stuff. So, yeah, I don't... Maybe we... We need a new practice reporter. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> what do you want me to say to that? Nothing. I don't want you, you to say agree? anything. Am I supposed to be a football guy anymore? I have to watch Mitchell Trubisky 17 times next year. <sighs> I don't know what kind of guy you are, but I do know Jeff Nadeau is a college basketball guy, and he joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line. First four coming up tonight. Right here on Pirate Radio, Wednesday night as well. And then round one gets underway on Thursday. Big man, appreciate you joining us. How you doing? What up, Clip? How are you? Hey, man, doing great. Ready for some hoops. And uh, let's talk about the games and 
spreads and anything you like and then we'll talk big picture on who you like uh in this tournament but let's uh let's look at tonight first jeff are you going to have any action on uh the first four games tonight texas a&m corpus christi and texas southern texas southern right now a three-point favorite and indiana it's like maybe this has gone up a half point i see indiana as a four and a half point favorite uh total in the first game by the way 137 total in indiana wyoming 132 and a half any interest in tonight's games to be honest no clip i bet the nit i think both games are tough particularly a late one i lean texas southern in the game first game just because of you know their experience there they were there last year i thought their non-conference schedule was a lot tougher uh, I just felt like they were the better team. But, no, I bet NIT tonight, and I'm uh, kind of focused on uh, the rest of the week. Interesting. So is is it about – what are you looking at? Motivation? I mean, are you – like, what? who do you have tonight? What teams do you like in the NIT? Uh, I mean, yeah, it is all about motivation. I took um, – I, I felt like Xavier. I was blown away. They were 11-point favorites, 12-point favorites. I don't know what they've done to warrant being that number. Keep in mind, they lost eight of their last ten. Um, they're a team that seems to have quit on their coach. Uh, I think Travis Steele's the guy that won't have a job here very soon. I just look at it, and I, I kind of was surprised. Cleveland State's a tough senior-laden team. They're well-coached. They play good defense. I felt like that game, if there were eight or nine, I'd have bet on it. Um, I, I played that. I also look at teams like Missouri, or, uh, Oklahoma against Missouri State. What's Oklahoma's thought process? I felt like they may have been a tournament team. They get spurned. Now they got to go play a really tough Missouri Valley team that uh, can really score. Um, you know, also one other one clip. You're Bonnie's. I know you're a big Bonnie guy. Well, they have a really brutal trip out to Boulder. I know you know this that Boulder's about five thousand feet above sea level. That's brutal for a team with no kids that have ever played in elevation. I get the second half feeling that that's going to be a messy game for a team that has no bench. I have major concerns about that. Jeff, uh, I threw my Bonnie shirt away on Friday after uh, they missed two free throws at the end of the game. I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with the Bonnies. So you're not a fan anymore? That's a shame. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I guess I'm a Fairweather fan. I, I think I'm going to pick a new random college basketball team. That uh, that killed me the other day. I, I was I was heartbroken. All right, well let's. You're rooting, rooting for like Brian. They play tomorrow. I have a Brian. Huh. I, no, they beat ECU in baseball earlier this year. I can't root for them. They're they're on my bad list too. Uh, I will be rooting for Arkansas this tournament. I might have them going too far, Jeff. I got them in the final four, and I'm just hoping they get past Thursday's game. Uh, they are five point favorites against Vermont. Vermont seems to be a bit of a trendy upset pick uh, here, Jeff. So let's dive into Thursday. I guess we can start there. Uh, any any thoughts on that matchup, Arkansas and Vermont? Yeah, as you know, Clip, I love Arkansas. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah. I absolutely really yeah. like Vermont. It's kind of a similar matchup to what Arkansas had last year with Colgate. They were able to use their athleticism in that game. But I don't know about this year. This is a tough game. I think Arkansas escapes, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Um, a lot of sharp money's come in and taken Vermont, and I kind of agree with it. I want to take Arkansas, but I was hoping they'd get somebody else. I would love to have seen like New Mexico State or something. Um, I wanted to avoid like a South Dakota State or Vermont if I was Arkansas. I think they'll win, but I don't think it's going to come easy. How about uh, North Carolina, big man, as they are in the 8-9 game uh, against Marquette? Can they win that one? And if so, uh, would the winner of that game challenge Baylor? Well, what does North Carolina's tournament run look like to you? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's all going to come down to, you know, point guard play, as long as you don't turn the ball over. Their front line and front court has played really well in North Carolina. They've played really well, really, at the end of the season here. Um, Marquette's kind of that turn up the tempo, they're going to press you. Um, I don't know. I didn't have much in it. I thought it was a tough game. with typical 8-9 game that I could see going either way. Jeff, uh, I believe I saw right when the brackets were released, uh, you made a video talking about uh, your Jackrabbits of South Dakota State. They are a, uh, a trendy pick here. And, and is that line, did you think that line would be a little higher or two, two and a half? Is that right uh, as they take on Providence? Uh, I, I don't know. I had it at a flip, to be honest. I felt like I got three. I thought that was a great number. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it's turned into one of those public dogs, but... You know, the thing is, there's going to be a lot of people that are about Providence just because they have a number lower than South Dakota does next to them. So, you know, I think people will buy into that, the luck factor. I think the money will be more even than we think. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm not betting against South Dakota State. That's an elite offense uh, that I don't want to step in front of. If you ask me for a one-off, you have one team that you want offensively at South Dakota State. They're that good. I think Providence bucks run out. It's not at home. We know they're not the same team in that building. I think that's a real tough matchup for Providence. Jeff, we, we love the buzzer beaters, the tight games, the upsets, all that, but there are blowouts all the time in the NCAA tournament. Have you, for Thursday, is there a game that's just a complete mismatch that's going to be one of these 25, 30-point games? Could you, you pick one of those out? Yeah, I think um, I think St. Peter's probably has trouble. I think maybe for like 10 minutes they'll hang around. Defensively, they're kind of tough, but I don't know. I, I'm looking, if you can find props on Sheepway, I think he could have 25 and 25. I really do. I, I don't. I don't know how they stop him. I think that's a blot in in, in, uh, in waiting to happen. Um, I think Baylor probably schools Norfolk State. Um, Brian, if they advance, they're going to have major issues defensively. Keep in mind, the clip they lost by 70 this year to uh, to Houston. So. <laughs> Some of these could get ugly. That's nuts. Uh, all right, let's go on to Friday, and if I miss anything, we can circle back, Jeff. But how long does uh, does Duke's tournament run last, in your opinion? Uh, Cal State Fullerton round one, and then they'll get uh, Davidson Michigan State in round two. What about Coach K and uh, his final games here? Well, I think uh, I think they'll get by Fullerton. Obviously, that's a pretty good matchup for them. But I think Davidson will present an offensive problem for them. Um, you know, Michigan State is though in March. That's always scary. Uh, I feel like if you can util- you can kind of neutralize Bancaro a little bit, you're going to have a real nice opportunity. Duke is not a team that does a whole lot for me. I don't think it's going to last that long. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose the next round. Jeff Nadeau joining us, bouncing around here, looking at round one action. How about out of the American, Jeff? You've got Memphis taking on Boise State, and, and on Friday it'll be Houston and UAB. Uh, Houston, an eight and a half point favorite over the Blazers. Uh, you know, do, do you see uh, the AAC teams advancing through uh, to round two? I think you can make a case that both could. I think Memphis probably will. I think if you're Mark Few out of Gonzaga, you're having some sleepless nights thinking about the possible second round matchup against Memphis. That hmm. would not be easy if you're Gonzaga. I think Houston has a really tough matchup with UAB. I've told you all year, I'm not a big Houston guy. They don't do a lot for me. I don't think the resume is much to, to worry about. For, for UAB, it's all going to be about if they can rebound the basketball, they can neutralize Houston a little bit, I think they're going to have a shot to win that game. I really do. Jelly Walker's playing at a really high level right now. Yeah. Um, 
they have yeah. a lot of mid they have a lot of transfers from Ole Miss and Clemson and high end players. So yeah, I think Andy Kennedy's got a shot. If I'm um if I'm a team like LSU or something like that, I would look at Andy Kennedy. I think Andy Kennedy's a great coach. I would love uh, him to get an opportunity like that again. Where was he, Jay? Was he Ole Miss? Where was he previously? He was at Ole Miss like seven, eight years ago. Yeah, and had some kind of issues off the court. I can't. I don't know what exactly, but it really renaissance this crew, though. UAT. Yeah. Uh, all right, big man. We kind of bounced around. Do you have a uh, a favorite play for Thursday or Friday? A game that we didn't get to? Yeah, Longwood, Tennessee over. I bet one thirty-two. I think it's moving up. Um, this number's too low. Tennessee's too good offensively. Uh, they make threes this year. They're too quick. They're too fast. Longwood will probably give up 80-plus in this game. Um, I actually think they can score, too. I think they get 65 in this game. They're too good for the three-point line. Tennessee leaves up a lot of three balls. I think offense is plenty in this game. I went over. I think it's a little bit too low. All right. There's a good one to watch with a lot of points. Jeff, uh, I know uh, our listeners are interested, so uh, let's, let's get your bracket. Who do you have in the Final Four uh, in the West? I've actually <laughs> – I got must bust. I, I got Arkansas going to the Final Four. Who do you have there in the West, Jeff? Clip, I'm drawing – I got to think about who I have. I'll I'll name the uh, – so Gonzaga's the one, Duke's the two, Texas Tech the three, Arkansas. I have Gonzaga, I have Gonzaga Iowa. Okay. Um – Where's Iowa? Oh, Iowa's in the Midwest, Kansas region. Yeah. Uh, the South, you got Arizona, Nova, Tennessee, Illinois. I have Tennessee there. All right. And then in the East, you got Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue. I have Kentucky. All right. Uh, yeah, I was wondering. So how you got Purdue matching up with Kentucky. I know you were high on them going into the year. Are you uh, kind of off the boiler wagon? Likely in Philadelphia. I'll be watching that game live. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we, so it's Kentucky, Tennessee, Iowa, Gonzaga. I have Gonzaga, Iowa in the final. Wow! All right, with this, with Mark Few winning his first, I think I was really good. Yeah, and I think I think I think the storylines are great. Few wins his first one. McCaffrey with his kids go to the Final Four, go hmm. to the national title game, and Keegan Murray is the best player in the country. I think they're playing at a super high level. I love Iowa this year. I didn't like them last year. I love them. All right, Jeff, uh, follow the big man on Twitter at Jeff NADU. A whole lot going on, but I know you'll be talking a lot of college basketball here this week, big man. Yes, sir. Thank you, Clip. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. There's uh, the big man on campus, Jeff NADU. I knew he'd have some uh, some different teams in there. And uh, Iowa, a bit of a shock. Tennessee, not that big of a uh, surprise because people see them as underseeded. That is a That's tough with Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee. Illinois is the four there. Houston the five in the south. I think I, I think your two, I guess you could say sleeper teams. Um, I'm going to watch for Iowa, but also keep a very close eye on that Tennessee team. They are sneaky good. They were good on Sunday and throughout the SEC tournament run, and really, I think most of their success should be credited to Michael Schwartz. You ever heard of him? Uh, well, until 24 hours ago, no. <laughs> I mean, I got to be honest. I didn't know his name until I mean, I know this college basketball I know season. may the Schwartz be with you, but yes. that's about as close as I can get to a Schwartz. Schwartz. All right, so uh, keep an eye on Tennessee. I'm hoping they lose their first game so he can go ahead and get here. 
and not be coaching them for the next month mm. so all right let's uh take a break we'll come back expecting the arrival of one steven iga I do have a Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update for you. Presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Um, ECU, uh, let's, let's just start with baseball. Uh, Old Dominion has hit back-to-back home runs. They have rallied to take the lead. It's 8-7 to seven now. No. 8-7 to seven in the bottom of the fifth inning. No. And ECU's softball team just scored two runs. And I believe it, it, the scoreboard is pretty far away, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's four nothing ECU in the one two three four bottom of the fourth. <laughs> so you are literally not you're looking at the scoreboard at the field. I'm looking at the scoreboard in the field, and All I'm right. counting the frames, <laughs> well so done. I know so I know where I am on uh, on the, on that. But yes, uh, Ryder Giles is not uh, Ryder Giles is now on the mound pitching for the Pirates. Good grief, eight to seven. Yeah, they were they they scored four runs this inning, so it's been an offensive explosion for both teams. All right, so uh, it may be coming down to the wire here we'll keep you up to date on that more to go we'll get Igo's thoughts on ecu uh basketball the coaching change and uh we'll see if he saw anything out at ecu football practice when we return on pirate radio live back with you after this listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority. A local mortgage advisor is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oak's wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Braxton Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back into PRL, and as we do, I do want to make one score correction on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard clip. As uh, I mentioned earlier, ECU's softball team is in action, the second game of a doubleheader. I incorrectly said the score was 4 to nothing. It is actually 3 nothing. East Carolina. Bottom of, well, nope, make that top of the fifth. Thank you, Charlie. You're welcome. We've struggled a bit on ECU softball scores lately. Who, me? <laughs> <laughs> It is kind of hard when the only when you have to actually read the physical scoreboard on the tiny computer screen. Well, and not just that, but the the camera was zoomed all the way out. So when I was looking at it, it you know the three kind of and I thought there were two pirates that had crossed home plate, but evidently only one did. So, um, so they only lead by three nothing, but. You know what? We'll take it. They're you know in the what? lead. You know what? And ECU's trailing by one in baseball yep. after ODU went ham. 
Yeah, they have hit five home runs in this game. So uh. they lead ODU eight to, or excuse me, ODU leads ECU eight to seven, top of the six. All right, more scoring to be had in that game, I would think. I so would think so, yes. We'll see uh, how it ends up. We'll keep you up to date. I don't know where Stephen Igo is. Am I supposed to call him? I mean, what Steven is. Igloo? Yeah. So we'll find something to talk about. I know one thing we won't talk about. Rick Flair! Um, we will not talk about Rick Flair. And we will not talk about no. what was going on at ECU football practice. <laughs> no. Uh, Igo says, call me. All right. So I'm calling surely you. Surely call Steven. Uh, here's some news. A lot of people wanted to know uh, about buying the Jungle Vibes t shirts uh, for a limited time. You can buy them. At UBE, $10 short sleeve tie-dye Jungle Vibes only t-shirt is available from our friends at UBE, and they will ship. You can call to order, and they will ship. $10, limited time. So if you need a uh, Jungle Vibes only tie-dye t-shirt, you can get one now, no matter where you are, uh, UBE. So there you go. All right, Igo is on the phone. Steven, how you doing? What's up, Clip? Um, first off, would like to apologize for not being there in the studio. I got uh, my phone about something and following this game and following spring practice. So I honestly forgot. And oh, wow. We practiced up to 530. So. Yeah. I uh, running around with my head cut off. Man, is this the first time you've ever forgot us? I think it is. I yeah. think it is, man. I was so locked into practice coverage in the baseball game and hmm. practice and, coverage. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a good thing you're on. We had uh, CJ out of practice, and for whatever reason, he he won't tell me what happened out there. I told you they were doing so football go, practice. What, they weren't doing layup lines. What have you seen? Uh, what, what have they done today? What's day one of a, a practice like? I saw some quality stretching. Thank you. Uh, quality quality walkthroughs. Uh, a lot of number changes this year, and a lot of, you know, guess who's wearing zero now? All right, let's play a game. Guess who's wearing zero now? What position? He was a safety. He is now a corner. Oh, um, the guy, um, J- uh, Powell. Yes, Jawan Powell has switched from, from – Wait. One second, now he's – yeah, he's had like four different numbers. So he's gone from 14 to 7, now to 0. Well, what number was Jaira last year? Jaira was number 0. He has now switched to another single digit. He is number 5. All right. We've got some number changes, folks. So uh... Ryan Jones is number 4. I mean, it's just it's all over the place. Surely angrily asking me. She seemed angry. Isn't that CJ Johnson's number? You can. No, 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 no. no. You can. I, I know you can do, but the, I just instantly was like five. I was like, "Isn't that CJ's number?" You seemed offended by it. No, I wasn't offended. I just it just instantly. Yeah. I just said, "Hey, that's CJ's number." Well, speaking of which, I go. I one thing uh, CJ did give us is that uh, he did not see CJ Johnson out there. Is CJ Johnson uh, still under suspension from the football team? 
Yeah, I can confirm that I saw a CJ on the field. That was indeed the uh, the CJ Schaefer. Ah. No CJ Johnson. He is still ex- still suspended and planning to ask post practice. Just is there any chance he will come back? Yeah, you know, I heard going into spring practice he likely would not at least be out there at the start. And th- the issue is, I-, I think he's doing everything he can to. You know, I think he's kind of met all the standards at this point. But from what I've heard, I just think he's lost some of the, the trust of his teammates. And that's going to be the biggest hurdle. How do you get that back? You know, you get, and you don't just let a guy who's maybe lost that trust immediately start out spring practice. It's just he's going to have to earn it. Yeah. I don't know if they have a, a come-to-Jesus meeting as a team with him or what. But it, for him to get back, he's going to have to get back into the good graces of his teammates. Shirley, uh, Shirley's doing double duty now. CJ's back out to uh, practice. Hopefully he does something this time. Um, do you have the video of Mike Houston coming out? This is from Brian Bailey. He posted on social media. Mike Houston coming out to the practice fields. Fired up. Ready to go. All right. Great day to be a pirate. First day of spring practice. Oh, no. 70 it's degrees. Sunny. Perfect weather. Got a veteran team coming back. I can hear it on but not in my headphones. Fired up at the beginning of spring practice. Go Pirates. I can hear it. You heard it? All right, great day to be a pirate. First day of spring practice. I can't practice. hear it. 70 degrees. Can you sunny, hear him talking right now? Perfect weather. Got a veteran yep. team coming back. Are you lying? Fired up at the beginning of spring practice. No, Go Pirates. <laughs> All right. Well, at least you heard it, and our audience, I guess, heard it. I don't know why I didn't hear it. That is very strange. Uh, but I did hear it before we went on the air. Good to hear Mike Houston uh, fired up there. Uh, I go ready to go. Yeah, he just he had a pep in his step, man. I mean, for the first time in a in a long time, you you kind of know what you have going into spring practice. I mean, I think you kind of knew to an extent last year. But you have so much of this roster back. Obviously, you still got some question marks that need to be answered. But I, I think that there's kind of a, I don't want to say comfort, but certainly just a, a much better feeling yeah. when you have your quarterback back, you know, so many key offensive linemen, so many key defensive players. It's just, a, you know, I don't want to say it puts them at ease, but it definitely puts them at a lot better mindset going in the spring ball. Because, you know, you only have to say, hey, we got to sure up these few areas, the rest of them. You know, we should be good to go. No, that, that's. A, I think that's a key point. I mean, that is why stability is so important, and not only the players on the field, but the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, everybody's back. Every These guys know what to expect. Do you remember early on, I go, the, the famous Mike Houston line where he said, we have to teach these guys how to practice? Well, that's, <laughs> that's long gone now. This uh, program's come a long way since that quote was said by mike houston so uh for, for that reason uh, they should be firing on all cylinders here early on i'm sure they're gonna have some bad days but it's a nice feeling to have that stability uh with, with the football program no doubt and it really gives you the chance like for whether it's holton nailers or rajay harris keaton mitchell i mean those guys are they're clearly going to get their work and they need to stay sharp but you know, you just don't need to to give them but so much work. Being honest, I mean, this is a perfect time to get an extensive look at Mason Garcia, Alex Flynn, Walter Simmons, Ryan Silverfield. Yeah. Also, the new running backs, Nemo Squire, is in for spring practice. Uh, Pop McKay, this is his first spring practice after enrolling last summer. So, just so, and and with the offensive line, you know, no need to get Noah Henderson banged up. He's practicing the spring, uh, dealt with the back injury all last year. So, give some quality young tackles a look and just get a chance to really dive deep into your depth chart see what you have just because you know what you kind of have at the top 
Stephen Ayo, Hoist the Colors, joining us. We'll have some audio as uh, the in practice time was moved up. So, Ayo, can you join us another few minutes here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, mostly out of the field okay. um, right now. So, uh, when they wrap up, I can let you know. We'll have video up on our social media tonight. We'll have the audio for you coming up tomorrow right here on Pirate Radio Live. And, of course, Stephen will have it over at hoistthecolors.net. And uh, speaking of Hoist the Colors, I go, I'm kind of bummed that – we're not going to have a basketball coaching search. I mean, the uh, the red herrings and the the names that, like the big names that people get excited about that never had a chance to be a coach, and you got Igo at airports, and all, like we're missing all that fun. It was just, it was named so quickly. We missed out on all that. Yeah, it's, it's good and bad. I mean, good from the sense that it doesn't have to, guess drag on it's good for the basketball program i'm just speaking on a, a message board reader mostly from an entertainment <laughs> perspective yeah certainly i mean and this is now the second straight major search and really the third straight search dating back to joe dooley where the first name that came up ended up being the guy but certainly you know there were at least a lot of interviews done or, or a handful of interviews done in that process the, the last two hires for football and men's basketball has just been all right here's our guy well, Cliff Goblin was the same way, right? Yeah, Cliff Goblin was very much the same way. So, I, I, I guess that's a good thing um, if, if that's happening. You know, I, I maybe would like to see more candidates be interviewed or talked to or whatever, but you do have to give John Gilbert credit. You know, everybody's like, well, if he's going to get rid of Joe Dooley, he needs to have a plan. Well, he clearly had a plan. Yeah. He believes in Michael Schwartz. And Tom will tell if he's the right guy or not, but I haven't met anybody in the industry that has said a bad word about him. I'm talking about Tennessee people, uh, ECU people, and then people who aren't even affiliated with either school that have reached out to me kind of on their own about, look, this guy is a potential home run. Uh, not a lot of people maybe know about him, but he's the real deal as far as basketball. I think the, the sense I get is Mike Schwartz, from a basketball X and O's perspective and a recruiting perspective, is going to be about as good as he can get as far as an assistant coach. The question is, how is he going to be handling kind of the CEO duties of being a head coach, which is a totally different ball game, and only time will tell. That, that's the risk of hiring an assistant. We'll talk to Austin B. I don't know his last name. I'll find that out tomorrow. Uh, when he joins us tomorrow, covers Tennessee athletics. And um, I think he had a quote, maybe, I go and uh, – Maybe one of your stories. I don't know. But anyway, one one of his tweets. Uh, but I was DMing with him, and he's going to come on the show tomorrow. But he said, uh, y'all got a hell of a coach. So that's good to hear. I, I will say this. When you like Jimmy Dykes and uh, Timmy B and all these guys, they're not going to come out and say this guy stinks. Um, but they don't have to come out and say positive things about him. You know what I'm saying? Like Nobody's going to come out and say this is a bad hire. If they do think that, they probably just wouldn't say anything. So I'm not buying into like everybody raving about him, but also at the same time, it is nice to hear, right? That you're you're getting a guy that is respected amongst the college basketball community community. community. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and, and there's also been some people that have compared the hire to Coach Mo. I guess that's just like an easy and lazy thing to do. You know, I think that the situations are completely opposite. And that Gilbert had a clear Gilbert had a clear plan, whereas Jeff Comfort did not when he hired, when he fired Ruff McNeil, uh, or if he had a plan, it clearly didn't work out. Right. So, and, and two, like I think this guy has, has been 
mentioned for other jobs. Like, if you searched his name before he got hired by ECU, like he was mentioned as a dark horse for the South Carolina job, the Missouri job, uh, Tulsa. He was a former assistant there, so there was some talk of him going back. And uh, I just got the sense that ECU w- was worried, not that maybe he was a top candidate for these other positions, but, you know, as those positions linger and, and don't fill, fill roles, they can't all hire the same guy that maybe – They'd get down on their list and they'd go for Schwartz. And ECU didn't want to risk that happening. So they, they moved quickly to secure him. And, you know, he's got a very good rep in the industry. I mean, his, he's been in a lot of places. Really, the only place he hasn't been is in the Carolinas and the Mid-Atlantic. But he's been all over the U.S. He's been at smaller schools, high-level schools. He worked his way up the ladder in terms of being a GA to, to where he is now. So, like, I think he checks just about all the boxes you're looking for for East Carolina. Good point by you, Igo, on Twitter, where you said this is the first time East Carolina's hiring a first-time head coach since Joe Dooley's first tenure at ECU in the 90s. Uh, since then, they had all gotten guys with head coaching experience. So I found that uh, that that interesting, Stephen, that you, you pointed that out. Well, I just kept hearing the, the narrative, hey, ECU needs, at a program like this, ECU needs a coach with head coaching experience. And like, on one hand, I get the argument, but on the other, it's like, you know, ECU's gone that route. They've yeah. gone with the up-and-comer, like a Bill Harrion. They've gone with the retread, Ricky Stokes, Jeff Lebo. Um, you know, Joe Dooley, even though he was older, I think was clearly ascending in the profession in second go-round, taking four to Gulf Coast to five straight both seasons. And so they've tried that route. Why not try something different? I mean, yeah, maybe it just turns out the same as all the others, but, you know, you're getting a guy who could be a boomer bust, Everything else you've done has been pretty much bust at this point. So, um, you know, I'm fine with a different approach, and, and we'll I think we'll know a year or two into his tenure if this thing's going to work out or not. All right, the good news is we got him. The bad news is we, we don't got him because Tennessee, uh, Jeff Nadeau has him in the Final Four. I'm rooting for Tennessee to lose as quickly as possible to, to go ahead and get him here because he needs to start recruiting his own team and then, of course, uh, recruiting others to to come to East Carolina, getting the transfer portal, all that. I go. So, uh, I don't know what what's your your projection on Tristan Newton and Brandon Suggs returning to the team next year. Uh, I think there's a better chance Suggs returns over Newton, just because I think Newton's going to have so much attention behind the scenes. Uh, and you know, it's possible that that Suggs could want to move on as well. I'm sure he's hearing from a lot of different people, but. You know, the thing with Tristan is that the, the thing that worries me a little bit now with Dooley being gone is Steve Rockefeller being at Texas A&M. You've got that connection. You've also got the connection that wherever Joe Dooley is hired, assuming he stays in college, which I think he will, Tristan Newton could easily follow him there. So, yeah. um, those are two possibilities, and if you're Tristan Newton, you want to continue to expand your game, get a shot at the pros, You know, maybe you want to, to make that move, but you know, that's that's going to be his and his family's decision. I think it is important to note that his brother, who's a very good player at Evansville, stayed there and finished out his tenure, at least in terms of getting a degree. Now he will be a, he was going to be a grad transfer this coming season. In fact, I had on pretty good authority he would likely come to ECU with Tristan if, if Joe Dooley returned. Yeah. But, you know, that's uh, that, that possibility's gone out the window. Maybe if, if Coach Schwartz can find a way to, to – uh, convince newton to stay maybe then that becomes another possibility but it just all seems to be in the air right now steven you got plenty to cover with ecu athletics but your uh your pro teams uh have been making some moves the russell wilson uh news was announced right after we were done recording with you last week so haven't got your official take on that and the mariners have been making some moves this offseason i go so 
you have not had a ton to root for uh, as far as your pro teams go but it looks like uh brighter days are ahead for those guys yeah it's it's uh it's refreshing man just refreshing to have a a shot with the broncos because you we talked about it yeah maybe you can sneak into the playoffs if you've got a a team with a bad quarterback or if you've got a a rare elite defense maybe you can find a way to i don't know go on a super bowl run but it's got to be just a once in a lifetime type of defense so you got to have a quarterback to feel good about your team. And Denver, all they kept saying was, hey, we're a quarterback away, we're a quarterback away. I mean, realistically, they need to make a couple more moves. But now, having Russell Wilson, you've got a shot. You're probably a playoff caliber team. If you get in the playoffs, you've got a chance to go on a run. And so, making that move, I'm all for it. Some people say they gave up way too much. I mean, to me, I compare it to the Matt Stafford trade. and I think the Rams gave up even more than that. Um, so I, I'm all for it. Go for it. It's been six years of, of crappy quarterback play after Peyton Manning, and they haven't made the playoffs since. So I'm all in. Good stuff. I like the pep in your step. Steven, uh, I mean, what's not going on at Hoist the Colors right now? I see you're still rolling out some spring football position previews, but ton of basketball talk, obviously. ECU baseball talk ongoing uh, now that we're uh, in season with that. So uh, just about everything going on at Hoist the Colors right now. Yeah, it's it's it would have been nice for the basketball search to last a little longer for the reasons you mentioned, but at the same time, it's like if it would have gone on and overlap with spring football and, and baseball, which I don't even know what the score is now. I was following the game when when you guys called, but uh, yeah, it's just a ton, and and it's kind of a good thing the basketball search did wrap up quickly right before spring practice, at least in terms of knowing who the job is going to go to. That way that I can focus on one thing or only two things at a time. But then the, the other crazy thing is you've got recruiting coming up. ECU is going to have close to 50 kids on campus on Saturday. So mm. we're about to dive into recruiting coverage because you're going to start to see some commitments pile up here for the 2023 class. On top of spring practice, on top of baseball, and on top of basketball, You know, now our attention turns to, hey, how's the roster going to look? Who can they pluck from the portal? What is Mike Schwartz's staff going to look like? So, yeah, it's all, it's all clicking all cylinders, and we're running a 50% off special now on HGC if you want to join. Have you filled out a bracket yet? Uh, in terms of for myself, yes, but at Pirate Radio, I've not. Who, uh, all right, real quick, let's hear your final four in the South. That's the one with Arizona, Villanova, Tennessee, Illinois. Who do you have in the South? Got Tennessee in the South. I think uh, they're due to make a run. Michael Schwartz leading the way there. Uh, in the Midwest, Kansas, Auburn, Wisconsin, Providence, Iowa. Got Kansas. All right. In the West, Gonzaga, Duke, Texas Tech. Got the Dukies. Ooh, interesting. And in the East, Baylor, Kentucky, Purdue, UCLA. Baylor. Baylor. All right. Baylor versus Duke. Who you got? Duke. Oh, I don't like where this is headed. Uh, and then you said you have Tennessee versus Kansas. I've got Kansas advancing to the championship. Kansas and Duke. They've played in the championship before when I was a kid, I want to say. Who do you got? I have Duke winning it all, and I'm usually the type of person to go off the board. I, I thought that is but, hey, that's off the board. There's a lot of people that don't have Duke making it to the out of this weekend. Well, I just feel like the way they ended the season with the loss, there's been so much shade during a Coach K. I feel like he's kind of on a redemption tour for his final tour. I don't know if that's even possible, but um, 
I was going to go Duke over Tennessee in the title game, but I feel like that was way too off the board. So I'm going Duke over Kansas. All right. I usually I, I don't like going with the Blue Bloods to win the title, so I don't I don't love it. I don't love anything about this bracket. I, I picked <laughs> no 13-4 or 12-5 upsets. I don't even know like what the hell is wrong with like, surely multiple are going to happen, but I just couldn't do it. Well, I feel like this year taking Duke, you are going to be in the minority because people are so down on them. So I think even though it is a blue blood, you're you're going a bit against the grain there. So good luck. Well, I'll, uh, I need to make sure I get in my bracket before for the deadline. Yeah, come on over uh, at some point. All right, uh, thanks for joining us, Igo. All right, fellas. All right, that's just me and Shirley. Uh, all right, uh, fella and and woman. <laughs> Thanks. I thought he had hung up, but he was still there. <laughs> fella and woman. This is our new two man show here on Pirate Radio. Oh, okay. Woman. I'm down with it. Hey, woman, how are you today? Ah, uh, this woman is fine. Man, how are you? I'm fella. Oh, excuse me, fella. How are you? <laughs> Fella's doing good. Thank you for asking. A uh, quick uh, Buccaneer Hall music score. Oh, oh crap. no! Oh, I did it! Oh my gosh! Buccaneer <laughs> music hall scoreboard. God, I had to be like going all day. You have all, all the day. pieces. You just gotta get them in the right order. I was so good today. <laughs> you did so good. I did so good. Bryson owes you two twirls of your chair because he hit a double, and Lane Hoover brings him in. Let's go. Score is tied. ECU ODU eight apiece. Bottom of the seventh with one out. My goodness, that one. Uh, that's gonna be going on probably when we're done here. So still probably so. More runs to be had in that one. All right, let's uh, open up the booty bag here on a Tuesday. Oh, hold on. Uh, you're that. doing a lot of jobs over there. Woman's working hard. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere. All righty. Shirley, what uh, you want to give away on this Tuesday? Um, Since it is the play-in game, final four, first four, whatever the hell they call those things tonight, why don't we do some Wangs? $15 oh, yeah. gift card to Wings over Greenville. Man, I think I might get that tonight, actually, that you mention it. Wings over Greenville on the line. All right, what uh, caller are we looking for? I'm going to go with caller number 12. All right, caller 12, 317-1250. You can win a gift card to Wings over Greenville and enjoy some wings while you're watching some NCAA tournament action. We will take a timeout, come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live featuring woman and fella after this. listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Robert Matthews of Ahoski. Picked up a $15 gift card courtesy of Wings Over Greenville. If you're looking for wings to be delivered to your home this March Madness season, Wings Over Greenville has you covered. With no third party needed, Wings Over Greenville has its own in-house delivery service. Be sure to try the all-new tender sandwiches by ordering ahead on the Wings Over mobile app. They are open from 3 a.m. or they're open till 3 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. And Wings Over has everything to cure those late night munchies. Give them a call at 758-9464. 
Wings over Greenville, they deliver. Now let's head back into uh, Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, back with you here on PRL on a Tuesday. Clip Brock, Shirley Rhodes. Everybody's left us, but that's it's all just right. Woman and fella. Woman and fella getting it done. Uh, Shirley, let's take a look at the Michael Schwartz file. The Schwartz file. Oh, okay. His full name is Michael Leon Schwartz. I like the middle name, Leon. Good name. My cousin's name. Leon. Uh, He was born September 25th, 1976 in Los Angeles, California. How about this? Oh, he's only a year younger than me? Yeah, he's a few years older than me. He went to Beverly Hills High School. So he graduated. Oh, he's born in '76. He probably graduated high school in '95, which is like right in the heart of 90210. So one of my questions I'm going to ask him when I first talk to him is, you know, did he like Beverly Hills 90210? Was it a proper depiction what? on real life at Beverly Hills High School? That these are good questions. Is he uh, Brandon Walsh or? Is he a Dylan guy or is he a Brandon guy? <laughs> and did he like Donna? I, I was on it. I was. A, I knew the show. Let's see. There's Donna. There was uh, Dylan. Was uh, oh my gosh! My best friend is up in heaven, absolutely just screaming at me right so now. So Shannon Doherty was, was who? Ah. Hold on. Steve me... Hill probably be texting us in a minute. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Beverly Hills. But uh, you had Tori Spelling. She was a character, right? Yes. Uh, she was Donna, I want to say. I thought Donna was the other blonde. Uh, Schwartz is married, has two children, Sydney and Samantha. Okay. He is a cast. Here as we go. Shirley's looking this up. Are right, you ready? Brenda. Shannon Doherty ah, yeah, yeah. was Brenda. Yeah. Jenny Garth was Kelly Taylor. Oh, you're right. Tori Donna Spelling was Donna. Was Donna. Yeah. And then you had Andrea. Um, oh, yeah. Was played by, yes. Gabrielle Carteris. Yeah. Yes. Um, and celebrity sighting. One of my, like, one of the only pictures and inter, uh, autographs I remember from the Michael Jordan Celebrity Golf Classic was Ian Ziering from uh, 90210. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Ian Ziering, Ian Ziering, whatever his Steve name is. Steve Sanders. Steve Sanders. Um, also, there was a, a local tie, and I say a local tie being from the state of North Carolina, guy by the name of Matthew Lawrence. That's the name of the actor. Okay, he played Mel Silver in the show. But this guy also did sideline reporting for duke basketball <laughs> interesting yeah i so, was not that sounds like a jeff charles stat that was uh, that was out of the d- blue d- d- right d- there career uh, as a matter of fact let me scroll down here i am uh d- 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 it doesn't have it in his wikipedia page but i am fairly certain that is the same guy okay i'll take your word because for it. i have seen him on uh on quite a few um sideline reports over the years all right fair enough that you know there you go all right so there is his pre-college and coaching life he was uh he started as a texas grad assistant so he has known rick barnes for over 20 years now and worked with him uh throughout some of those years he went to long beach state in uh 0102 
as an ops guy video coordinator at texas from 02 to 04 then got an, a coaching job at texas san antonio in 0405 he went to miami as the ops guy from 05 to 07 was an assistant coach with the u from 07 to 11 went to fresno from 11 to 14 he was the associate head coach at fresno in 14 and 15 was an assistant at tulsa in 15 16 and then he went back to tennessee uh joined rick barnes 16 to 19 assistant coach 2019 to present associate head coach in name there with the tennessee volunteers so he has been around a long time you could say he's paid his dues to be the head coach at east carolina and kind of an interesting hire on where he's been he is a west coast guy that has spent a lot of time in texas he's been uh with both the longhorns and texas san antonio has also been back out of california at long beach state fresno state and then had those stops also at miami and uh with tulsa so he has the connection there with john gilbert with the uh, the tennessee connections and once again I, I put it out on twitter yesterday i don't know if this will work out you can't i have no clue but i do like that there was a plan in place and you look back at the ruffin mcneil firing and then the coaching search that took place after that it was pretty clear that there was no you know this is our first guy this is our second guy this is our third guy seemed like there wasn't a plan at all when ruffin mcneil was fired and then eventually scotty montgomery came in john gilbert I mean, this has obviously been in the works. Joe Dooley said yesterday that he knew he was gone for a while now, um, and then it was made official on Friday. But, you know, these uh, backroom deals, these uh, calls and talks have been going on, it appears, because it was uh, early on in this process. Michael Schwartz, his name came out immediately, and even before, I, I talked to Igo during the season about if ECU goes a different direction, keep an eye on Michael Schwartz and Justin Ganey, the two uh, Tennessee assistants. And Ganey has a son, a freshman. Justin Ganey, by the way, I knew his name because he's the old NC State point guard. He's an assistant at Tennessee. But his son is a freshman at South Carolina Upstate. And there was talk of uh, if you get him, you also get the son with him, like a package deal type of thing. Uh, but they go with, uh, with Michael Schwartz and – there are still a lot of people kind of feel similar in a way to the Ruffin McNeil firing, but there's a lot of people still upset that Joe Dooley was fired, and I understand that, but you can't take that out on Michael Schwartz. Got to got to support the new guy. Well, I think well, I, there's some some semblance of familiarity in terms of um, how Joe was let go as opposed to you know when Ruffin was let go. Um, Joe Dilley's not a pirate. He went to George Washington, right, but he right. kind of but feels he does, like one. But he is pirate family because he was here once before, yeah. and he was successful when he was here the first time around. So you know, even though he's not, I guess you could say a native son, so to speak. You know, there is some connection there, and there's a feeling kind of like with Ruff that this outsider Jeff Comfort's coming in and firing our guy. Yeah. And then it's like, well, who's this John Gilbert guy? He he don't know pirate. He's firing our guy. You know, there's some of that. There, there's feeling. some familiarity to it, yeah. but I, you know, I was surprised. But I I can honestly say I wasn't nearly as surprised as 
when rough no, was let I, go. I, I, I mean, totally you know, when that. you're you're gauging your level of surprise, I, I was completely and utterly speechless when rough was fired yeah we're talking bowl games winning seasons he was coming off a losing season but you know with joe dooley as as the progress has been made but we're not talking about winning seasons here we're not talking no i mean the bar was set pretty low when joe when joe got here yeah and he raised it up a little bit but you know as he said yesterday things take time and if you want a successful basketball program, 3.9 years is not going to get it done in, in 90% of the places that you go to, unless you ca- like he said, unless you catch lightning in a bottle. So I'd like to see what he does on the recruiting side of things. You know, uh, could some guys from Tennessee come with him? Could some that guys, would be nice. you know, I mean, that's something that is is worth keeping an eye on. So, yeah. I mean, so is there a possibility that we might get an influx of SEC caliber players coming into a league that is seeing three of its strongest members in on the basketball side leave, and uh, and some other you know schools come in to a potential chance of of really making a run here and not bowing out in the first round of the AAC tournament. Michael Schwartz, uh, again, we're going to wait and see what happens with the volunteers in this NCAA tournament because uh, I'm assuming he'll be with them throughout the entire way. I got him in the title game. so (laughs) Right. uh, Nadeau's got him in the Final Four. Shirley's got him making a run. So the way they played in the SEC tournament, uh, that would not be a surprise. Uh, we'll take a break. One quick note. This is not... This is just another connection. Steve Hill. I knew he'd chime in on the 90210 talk. Which, by the way, Matthew Lawrence, I did have that right. He was a sideline reporter for Duke basketball. Any relation to Joey? No. Lawrence Whoa. Lawrence is spelled differently. Okay. Uh, did you know, Shirley, that Luke Perry's son is a wrestler? He is Jungle Boy in the AEW. I was not aware of that. He's got a an interesting look. He's uh, he's kind of a little fellow. I've never seen him wrestle. I don't think, but I've seen him walk to the ring. So he's another fella, huh? Jungle Boy. He's a fella. He's a fellow fella. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jungle Boy. Check him out. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report for today. It was actually a good day in the uh stock market the dow rose 599 points at 33,544 nasdaq was up 367 points at 12,948 and the s&p was up 89 at 4,262 that is your wells fargo advisors financial report for a personal look into investing call wells fargo advisors today at 756-6900 in greenville wells fargo advisors llc member sipc now let's head back in to prl here is your host all righty let's take a look at our bud light ecu report presented by bud light enjoy some bud light as you watch the 
NCAA tournament and keep an eye on the Pirates this weekend when they take on Charleston on the road. So this will be the first true uh, three-game road series for East Carolina this 2022 season. We had Ryder Giles uh, getting the Pirates out of an inning last inning, Mm -hmm. uh, ECU shortstop. And then when Ryder goes in to pitch, Zach Agnos moves over to shortstop. So who do you bring in to pitch after your shortstop is done pitching? The answer is your shortstop. Because Zach Agnos went in to pitch. Mr. Swagnos. <laughs> and uh, we are following updates and game trackers and all that because we can't watch the game. But uh, surely we had a, apparently a pickoff at second. Yep. Followed by a strikeout. All done by Mr. Swagnos himself. So uh, two-way U coming up big today. For East Carolina, as both Ryder Giles and Zach Agnos have seen some time on the mound, and you said that C.J. Mayhew was coming in? Uh, yeah, it looks like C.J. Mayhew is coming in, um, and then it looks like Zach is going back to second. That's what it looks like. I'm not sure exactly what's going on here, because it's got Joey Barini in here, too, with the names, so I'm not exactly sure what that is going on. If Barini's on. in, he's going to second, Agnos to short. Okay, yeah, they may have that incorrect. So, Agnos is probably at short at the moment, and Barini's at second. But CJ is on the mound. Um, and let's see, we're in the bottom of the eight, two outs, as it stands, and score still tied. All right, good deal. Uh, wild one going on in Norfolk today. A lot of runs, a lot of dingers, and already two pirate comebacks and one Old Dominion comeback. Right. Pirates got down. Actually, ECU got the first lead. Yeah, they they jumped out to a 2-0 lead initially. You talk about ties and lead changes in basketball because there's so many. But in this baseball game, we have had a ton of those today. Uh, So we'll keep you up to date on that. As we speak, we have folks getting audio and video out at ECU football practice, spring practice number one in the books. And we'll have that video for you on all of our social media sites. So make sure you check that out. Uh, within the next hour, two hours, three hours. We'll have that up tonight. We'll have the audio for you coming up on uh, Wednesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. So that's baseball, that's basketball. On the softball front, two wins today yes. for East Carolina. ECU swept uh, Elon. They won the first game 8 nothing, and they won the second game 3 nothing. So they did not allow uh, a Phoenix run the entire uh, two games. So congratulations Impressive. to them. And uh, C.J. Mayhew uh, strikes out the last batter. So now we're heading into the top of the ninth with a tie ball game. All right. Good stuff on your uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And while you're out at Dub Buck, you can try a Bud Light uh, sponsor of our Bud Light ECU report. All right. We have one more break to get in. Let's do it now. We'll come back, wrap up today's edition of Pirate Radio Live, and uh, send you off into your evening. We're back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. And uh, Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 28 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club. Or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near uh, near you. Now let's uh, head back into the show and a quick scoring update. Still uh, tied eight apiece. Bryson World just struck out looking. So one down here in the top of the ninth inning. All right. Thank you for that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. Congratulations to former pirate Zay Jones. Got a uh, Got new paid. deal. Paid. Three years, 30 million, 24 base salary to join the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are doing what they do, and that is sign every free agent. Uh, this is great for Zay personally because he gets that money. I, do, I wish I loved his connection with Carr in Vegas. I wish he could have stayed there. But if you're Zay, you got to go get that cash. And he did. Well, it, and so not good just that. And I was reading an article yesterday, you know, concerning the news. And, and the writer was saying that the Jaguars are just continuing to try to spend their month way out of dysfunction. Yeah. And that's probably accurate. Bringing an old veteran could help that out, like Zay Jones. At yeah, this point, he I is mean, a give, veteran. You know, if that offensive line can hold, give Trevor Lawrence somebody to throw the ball to. Yeah, see how it works out. All right, we'll be back here Wednesday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, I am Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.